hitting all the points, man. Nailing it. You ever been hit by a car? It hurts. It hurts a lot. He keeps coming back to hit that kitty. That's why. Thank you for listening to Hog Story. Where I'm just trying to listen to the conversation between the birch and the fur. I'm Fletcher. Where the situation has changed. And I'm so happy that it has. I'm Carolyn Blaney. Jack. Jack attack. Thank you, everybody. the abundance of nature dripping all around me. Sounds like nature was dripping all around that guy. All around. Everywhere. Nature's drippy. Just uh, nature is a drippy beast. You go out there and you get dripped on by nature. You're probably wondering what this is. Well... I'll tell you in a minute. And it's totally natural. Nature is totally natural. It's totally normal, totally natural, everybody. Just like this show, we are totally natural. Yeah. Totally normal, totally natural. We're totally here in the smoker. Yeah, you want to know why? No. Because it's Monday. That's why. It is. It is. It is Monday. It is the 28th of November. And this is episode 328. Don't hate. It's Hog Story. That's right. 328. That's right. Episode 328. It's live. Hi, and happy Monday. It's live. It's lit. You may be listening to the recording as well. Hello. Listening to the recording. There's still no live item tag just yet. No, no, not yet. I had difficulties with shit. So, you know, it's all right, though. Because it's all right. You know, it's it's all right. It's all good. It's a great day. Yes, and it's, it's a great a day. Monday. Yes, that's right. It is a Monday. So it is a beautiful day out here. It is a beautiful day. It sure is. It is. And why don't we get started by uh, thanking some executive producers? Oh, I think we should. Episode. Yeah, I'll leave this music bumping for them. Executive oh, producers. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> well, well, we want to uh, start by thanking uh, Nodebit. Nodebit. Um, he, if you were listening to the show, it's all thanks to Nodebit. If you're listening to it live, that is. Um, and if you are in the IRC chat or the Discord channel, and you see bots like Chad or Stacy, uh, it's all thanks to to Nodebit. Um, we also want to. Oh, did you also, say Chad? Chad. I this for Chad. Yeah, yeah. Chad gives us uh, the karma, the weather, all that, all that good stuff. Yeah. And um, Stacy uh, relays the Discord messages to IRC and vice versa. No, I think it's just one no, way. No, no, it's vice versa. 
It is vice versa. Okay, vice versa. It is a two-way two street. Two-way street. That way you can see your boostergram show up live in the chat room. That's right. So because Hog Story is a podcasting 2.0 compliant podcast. So uh, we have a very we have some very special sounds uh, when you send us a boostergram. So uh, get yourself a podcasting 2.0 compliant app by going to nudepodcastapps.com and uh, send us uh, send us your satoshis, and you you will hear some special. Um, noises. Noises? Music? Listen up. Listen up. It's gonna be special. And we also want to thank uh, Void Zero. Mm-hmm. Uh, he helped us uh, get the show up off the ground uh, almost almost uh, five years ago. Yeah. Going going on that. Um, and uh, he he helped us uh, get the show up off the ground and uh, and uh, his continued support. We always want to thank him. Um, and uh, do we have anybody else? I, we got PayPal's. We got. Um, we do got PayPal's. We got um, PayPal's. Want to say uh, thanks to uh, BP. It's not British Petroleum though. Bravo, Papa! Thank you so much. You know who you are, dude. Yeah, he, yeah. Uh, he sent in a monthly donation of ten hogaroos. Very cool. Which is very cool. Yes, thank you, thank you for that. And uh, we did have boostergrams that came in. Uh, yes. Well, there were some. Let's see if we missed anything. Uh, C Brooklyn 112 with a AO at 7,777 sats. Very nice. Uh, that was on the 20, 23rd. 23rd? Net Ned with 10,000 sats. Look at that. Look at Net Ned. Net Ned. Saying mucho loveto. Oh, yeah. Yeah, if it's on the show, it's a word. Yeah. Hey, Citizen came in earlier today with uh, 6969 uh, saying uh, Monday. Yeah. Simple. Short, simple. Yep. 69! 69, dude! Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, he came in again with another did. 69. Uh, and I'm going to give her a warm phone with a possible low of 69. People talking about magic and symbols and stuff. I recommend reading some Carl Jung. Man and his symbols, for instance. Symbols are a thing. You don't have to be conscious of them. They still have their effect on us humans because of our brain. Here, here. Uh, thanks. Thanks for that. And then Sir Spencer helping out with 4,200 sats. Got a 420 in there with test, test, test. Test, test, testicle. Thanks, Spencer. The Wolf of Kansas Thank City. You. And uh, man, he's gonna he's gonna be having another son soon. It's very exciting. Him and very James exciting. DeLorean of bowl after bowl. Yes. Family after family. Kids after kids. <laughs> and then Abel Kirby with a balsagram. And his signature. Yeah. 8888. <laughs> Did you say bowls, sir? <laughs> bowls of gram. Did you say oh, thank bowls. Bowls. <laughs> did say bowls. <laughs> that man said bowls. <laughs> Abel Kirby said bowls. Abel Kirby. In today's news, <laughs> Abel Kirby. Wait, no, I have the perfect thing for that. Mm. Okay, you do. Mm. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, yes. Uh, I just got to find it, you know. <laughs> you know how it goes when you're going to... 
British grumblings. Yes, it's. It probably goes a little something like this. This is a Hog Story special report. With your hosts, John Fletcher and Carolyn Blaney. Hello. Yes, that's right. In today's news, Abel Kirby says balls. Yep, that's right. That's he did say that. And, and that's it. Yeah. And that's it. That was that was the exclusive. It was. We, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Just wanted everyone to know. I'm sure you do exactly. know now. <laughs> now everybody knows that Abel Kirby said balls. There's one part here where my ball is just really close <laughs> to the edge. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Oh, hey. Hey. Abel Kirby. Excuse me. Your balls are showing. Bumblebee tuna? That's right. Massive bumblebee tunas to you, sir. <laughs> Massive. <laughs> yeah, and um, those people came in over... Uh, you know, uh, a podcasting 2.0 compliant app. Yeah, they, they sure did. Us, uh, boostograms. Yeah. In real yeah. time, we see them in come in in the chat room, and you will hear in real time special fucking sound. Special sound. And yeah, I can we say heard with this... full confidence, it's unique. It is unique. And we did, uh, before the show, uh, Sir Spencer and Abel Kirby helped us uh, with the test of, of the special sound, and... Mm. Uh, and it was a success. So um, we do want to hear it on the live show, the recorded episode. Yeah, the people um, listening to the recording want to hear it as well. We, they do. I sure want to hear it again. <laughs> oh, yeah. And it's not like we're uh, trying to get all your cash or nothing because we support the podcast we listen to uh, with Sats we as sure well. Do. It's uh, what goes around comes around. And it's we just we get love. We, we give love. It. There it is. Yeah. Yes, motherfucker. <laughs> Sir Spencer was. coming in with forty two hundred sats, uh, and Sir Spencer says, "Oh, I'd fuck your special sound." Mm. <laughs> you heard it right there. A special yeah, sound coming in. Uh, yes, that's a special sound coming let me in. Tell you about that. So, oh, please. <laughs> while it even surprises me that I have the most trouble with anything computer related, especially if I have to um, do something that even might not be coding, but it just slightly resembles it. I'm done, son. It just gives me the most grief. Never seems to work for me. I have trouble with so much computer crap. But if you give me some audio gear... And uh, present a puzzle like, hey, how can you sync up this audio gear um, with with sound from your computer? Well, I found a fucking way. So this pocket operator, it will um, it will play back with a click track, like a sync click that old school synthesizers use and that sort of thing. And I set it up where the boostergram sound is a click track, and it's a uh, like sixteen or seventeen beats. And then when, when the pocket operator hears it, it plays back what I told it to play. And so wow. after That's getting a boostogram, I then pick 
two more patterns for it to play. So each boostogram we get is going to be different than the one we got before. And uh, I think that's pretty darn neat. And you can you can tell it to do it in different ways because you can sync up multiple pocket operators. But I've got it where we don't hear the click track. We just hear the output audio. And uh, I'm I'm really impressed that they that Teenage Engineering put a feature like that in there that I it can is utilize. Yeah. It's so badass. Yeah, so the little uh the little uh light indicating uh that it's on playback is just sitting there blinking, waiting to receive some clicks. Damn. Yeah, it's so cool. It is so cool. And uh yeah, that wasn't I mean, I just recorded clicks. I mean it was a little difficult finding um click sounds that it would respond to consistently every time. I found several, but it would often miss beats or it wouldn't start when the playback started. Um, yep. But I used um, like a, a clicky bass sound from my drum machine, of all things, and boosted it way high. Boost! Yeah. So the actual sound, if you were to hear it, it's all distorted, nasty sounding. Mm-hmm. But the pocket operator likes it, so it works. It does work. And, oh, that's cool. And the and the other reason we don't hear the click is one of these mixers that has a uh, it's a DJ mixer. That's what it was originally intended for. So it has a function where you can send the signal to the headphones without hearing it come through the mix. So I have oh. that, and so yeah. the sounds coming out of the headphones into the uh, pocket operator, then the sound out of the pocket operator back into that same mixer but in a different channel that's not affected by that uh playback isolation thing oh cool it all works see i can can make analog gear work i can't make computers do shit uh unless it's stuff for the show like some stuff like playing back all these sounds and whatnot i can play your voicemails oh yeah yeah we i would love to hear a voicemail. We do have a question, but wait a second. Hold on. Oh, wait. Hold on. Hold on. Um, I think we need to know how many, how much was in that jar. Oh, you know, I never got around to counting it. Shit. Oh. I knew there was something I was forgetting about today's show. Oh, okay. I did. Like, they're, like, trying, man. I locked myself out of the server, is what I did. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I haven't mm-hmm. checked to see if I'm still locked out. But oh, I tried okay. everything to see which end it was coming from. Mm-hmm. And it's definitely locked out of the server. So, uh. yeah, it's, that's going to make posting the episode a little difficult. Ah, uh, okay. So you'll have to send it to me because I can get into there. Into yeah, you that. can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So we can sort that out after the show. Yeah, we can sort that out. Yeah. People do yeah, want okay. to know how much changes in that jar. I'll, we do. I'll, <laughs> I'll be counting it as we we go. How about that? I, hey, that that sounds that sounds great. Yeah, sure. <laughs> well, you know what? No. Hit me with I a voicemail. Oh, you did? Okay. All right. Oh, well, I'll hit you with the jingle uh, so people know. Uh, what number to call? Just in case oh, you don't. Yeah, just in case you don't. Three, zero, two, zero, one, four, Everybody knows one, one, 
That's right. 430-201-4841. And, uh, yeah, you, you want to you wanna tell people a question? Well, uh, I'll tell them. It's what's okay, your favorite yeah, plant? You... Yes, what, what is your favorite plant? Pure, simple. What, uh, what is your favorite plant? Uh, man, and, uh, I don't have all my, you know, all my hits and stuff like that just ready, oh, like, pow, yeah. pam, yeah, blammo, yeah. okay, whammo, t- uh, I mean, I got this, <laughs> and that, I, I, I feel like I got hit with that, oh, yeah, okay, yeah, I mean, I got, hit it. Ouch. Yeah. A lot of treble on JCD's uh, voice there. <laughs> you do. Oh, I found these. Oh, oh. Oh, I wasn't expecting that. Yeah. Not at all. Mm. Caught me off guard. You know that's what I'm here for. <laughs> to to catch me off guard? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, so... um. Here's a voicemail. Oh, I hope, uh, you know, I didn't hit too hard, did I? Hoo-ya! Uh, no, it put stuff back in a place, you know. You're hurting me! Yeah! Uh, my ribs back in where it usually is. Ah! Outward and through my skin, you know. Okay, well, here comes the voicemail. Here it comes, get ready to die! <laughs> Favorite plant? Yeah. Yes. Robert, of course. Hey yo, there you go. Hey yo. That is a good choice. Uh that is a good choice. I I love that choice, sir. Excellent choice. I, you, I've Colin. seen I've seen Robert plant many a time. And I agree. Good. Yeah. Mm. He's a good he's a good plant. He is. Not not a plant from intelligence though. No, Oof. no. Oof. I, I want to hear a few more, a couple oh, more, of course. Uh, yeah, this, a couple more voicemails, but I also, but I want to share uh, a clip uh, of my favorite, of uh, oh, one I of didn't my favorite get it yet. Yeah. Uh, oh, you didn't. Let's oh, do the okay. voicemails and then I'll, okay. I'll get it. Okay, cool. Thanks. Hey, Bye. John and Carolyn. Hi. It is Tom hey. Starkweather. Tom Starkweather. Hey, Tom Starkweather. From the state of Virginia, the Commonwealth oh, of hello. Virginia. Commonwealth. Well, yeah. Commonwealth. Well, anyway, oh, uh, I'm from the I Commonwealth. I enjoyed your question for... Tonight's show. What is your favorite Excellent. plant? Yeah. Yes. Uh, I thought immediately of my uh, eh, my long lost Florida avocado tree, mm. <gasps> grown oh. grown from a seed, March twenty twenty. Uh, I had to say goodbye to that tree and two other avocado trees that <clears throat> I had grown, and uh, they were they were getting kind of big in the apartment. But uh, really beautiful trees. Um, it was an issue of moving them between states and Department of Agriculture regulations. Uh, the movers wouldn't touch Whoa. them. So. Ah, I see. Uh, it was actually a problem finding a home for a couple months. I was trying to give it to some friends that were interested, and no one really wanted an avocado tree. Um, what? Whoa. What? Don't they was, have toast? I was able to sell a lemon tree I had, but this, uh, the, the oh. avocado trees were a problem. It was getting down to like the last weeks, and uh, the last mm. thing I wanted to do was just put them out on a New York City curb and 
you know. Just anybody watch will take the rats him. take over. Um, so I went to all the plant stores in the you know surrounding area. Um, several people laughed at me, and it was the very last location. Um, the guy was very interested, and I r- ran home immediately. Put put the three trees on a cart, rolled it over. And as I was doing it, this other guy just rolled up. He's like, what is that? I was like, avocado. She's like, how much you want? How much you want? I'm like, uh, I don't know. I'm going to give it to the plant store guy because you're creeping me out. <laughs> and I feel like the plant store guy probably sold it to that guy. So, Oh, Anyway, okay. I missed my Florida avocado tree. I've tried to grow a couple from um, some mini avocado pits here, but... Uh, yeah, they're they're not they're not taking. So, uh, mm-hmm. I hope it, I hope it's good out there somewhere. I could have taken a a cutting and tried to grow it from that, but I felt like I was going to be just mutilating the trees at that point. Oh but yeah, I probably should have done that. Anyway, I hope you're good out there for avocado tree. I uh, I think it is. I think so too. I hope I hope the Florida avocado tree is listening to this show. Oh, and, the trees listen. We'll and stream sats? They should be stream. Those trees should be streaming sats. Mm, that that we'll, would be we'll pretty get into great. That. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> There's stuff to be gotten into. Thank you, Tom Starkweather. Yes. Thank uh, you, Tom Starkweather. Yeah. I hope the trees are okay too. Me too. Yep. Oh, we probably got more voicemails. And then oh, the shit is going to hit the fan. We do. Hit me with a voicemail. Right, so the question I got is, is what's your favorite plant? And I had to yes. think yes. about this because okay. uh, I thought of medicine, I thought of food, mm-hmm. and I thought of libations or recreational stuff. And um, after reflecting for a bit, I decided that food was the most important thing because the other things aren't possible unless you have food and are, are eating well and, and all that sort of thing. So my answer is going to be Piper Nigrum, which is uh, black pepper, uh, because ah. of the things that I eat. Uh, that's something that I use all of the time, and uh, and is a plant, unlike salt, uh, which is of course not a plant at all. Uh, uh-huh. In the smoker. In the smoker. In the smoker. Thank oh, you. That's color. a great answer too. I like that. I do like pepper on a lot of things. Especially freshly cracked pepper. Oh and yeah. And then you know when you go to a restaurant and then they come at come at you, <laughs> the waitress or the waiter comes at you with, with the grinder. A, with a grinder. It's like, would you like some freshly ground pepper? And then and then you just and then they you know you know they grind the pepper and you you wait a long time because you really like ground pepper. And, and it's they almost like look, the thing barely puts any out. Yeah, it barely it's, puts it out. Barely puts out, and so you so you do uh, sit there, and it feels like you're waiting a long time, but really you want freshly cracked uh, pepper. Yeah, it's so nice. I I love freshly cracked pepper. It's I nice. uh, I got your clip. <gasps> you got my clip. Okay, so this is my favorite clip about plants. 
Okay, I'm just here to pick up my son's girlfriend. She ran off the last time we were leaving. Actually, I, I was sitting right there the whole time. Yeah, way to plant, Ann. George Michael, uh, listen, why don't you and Plant just wait in the stair car? I'm gonna finish up here with Joe. I'm scared. Wait, that, that's his girlfriend? Yeah. Was she funny or something? Don't, don't worry about it. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. <laughs> way to plant, Ann. <laughs> The vegetable will respond to you! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Anne. Yeah, Anne. <laughs> She's also an egg. It's it's pretty funny. It's pretty great. Arrested development. Uh, so no surprises. She's also an egg. <laughs> it's you know, she she uh she squirts mayonnaise in in her in her mouth and then puts a hard boiled egg and then she calls it a mayo mayo egg. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> Her? Oh, she hadn't told me that. <laughs> I watched all of the clips because I, I I got that one because that's all I could. When you posted the question, but what's your favorite plant? That's all I could think of was Anne the plant. A plant Anne. Plant Anne. That's fair. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, I thought, uh, and I, th I, I knew you'd enjoy it, also. Oh well, thanks. <laughs> and I do. Um, How could I not? Excellent. Well, I'm, I'm glad. That's good. Um, I, I, uh, I do want to mention um, that I was a guest on a very special episode of Rare Encounter. Yeah. On Wednesday, for episode one, two, three. Um, it was a live in-person episode, and I had a great time with Abel Kirby and Cold Acid. Hell yeah. You're all three in the same place. In the same place. I caught so, the end of it. Oh, you did? Yeah, oh, I gotta okay. I got to go back and listen to uh, the beginning. Yeah, yeah. It, it was cool. I, I, did a th I did a Hog Story throwback in the intro and I, I think I think you'll you'll appreciate it. Oh yeah? Is that what you think? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Cool. Why not? <laughs> Why not? Yeah. Why not? It's pretty cool. Pretty cool. <laughs> I uh sorry. Uh, the woes of having just one computer. At least I have two screens for this one computer now. Hey, you know, you got two screens, you, you got way more screens than I got. I got the one screen. I feel like if I got another screen, I would feel so spoiled. I just, you know, I, I almost don't want to spoil it. But I know if I had a second screen, it would be great. But um, um I'm these I'm going balls to be look like you know you <laughs> they I don't know. <laughs> uh, Carolyn said balls, everybody. <laughs> I did. Yeah. <laughs> that that's true. There is a recording of me saying that. There is. I just played. It. <laughs> you sure did. <laughs> I want to talk some about plants also. Oh, you do. Okay. Um I watched a lot of videos about plants because I like plants. How you know, they they're very useful to us humans yes and they uh i don't know they contribute to our lives in more than one way and uh 
especially if you're walking in the woods, just taking in all that beauty. You're just like, there's more to be seen than can ever be seen. More to do than can ever be done. <laughs> yeah. This is the circle of life? That's, that's the way I feel, you know. Oh, okay. And, uh. I have always believed in the power of plants. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll start off with this. Okay. There's a lot of interesting, fact-filled videos on YouTube, especially TED Talks, about any subject. But there's also uh, a group of people that make videos, content creators. Ooh, content creators. That are just insufferable. And, and um, crystal rubbers, I call them. You know, crystals also have a function, don't get me wrong, even in a, uh, like, esoteric, metaphysical way. They do, and I've talked about it before. But there are people that just, um, I don't know, they like hearing themselves talk a little too much. I mean, all of us Oh, that's why they're on a TED Talk. Well, no, this isn't a TED Talk. Oh, okay, so this is a podcast? It, no. Uh, I oh. was just saying that, like, the argument can be made, well, you know, you like to hear the sound of your own voice too, dude. Yeah, but not not this much, okay? Uh, just listen to the intro <laughs> to this uh, this lady's video, and she wants to be informative. I can assure you, she wasn't. But here you go. Oh, okay. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Woman Rising TV. My name is Joanne Amea. I'm so excited to be here with all of you. I'm in one of my most favorite places that I've ever traveled. I'm on Maui right now, and I'm oh. just. Wait, hold on. She say I'm on Maui She's right on now. On Maui right now. On Maui. Okay, on Maui. so on I'm Maui Waui. On Maui Waui. Okay, so I'm on uh, Keswick right now. <laughs> is oh yeah. That, no. Is that really right. what it, what yes. I should be saying? Yeah. <laughs> All I, right. I'm okay. on. Um, I'm on Dangerfield. I'm on Texas you're, right now. You're you're on Texas right. I'm on. I'm on Ontario. Um, oh, that's beautiful. Just, just to let everybody know, uh, that's interesting. Here's more. It's an interesting so way of putting things. The incredible nature that's surrounding me. She is. I'm so enjoying the incredible basement that's surrounding me right now, you guys. So I'm a plant lover. I'm a plant enthusiast. I am a beer lover, a beer enthusiast. Oh, me too. I'm having a uh, champagne of the smoker, Miller High Life. Oh, that's very cool. I am uh, enjoying a uh, Molson Dry, the official uh, beer of uh, Montreal, Quebec. Oh, it's dry. It needs to go outside because... Um... And so I'm just incredibly excited to have flowers and trees and these massive leaves, just like the abundance of nature dripping all around me. Wow, the abundance of nature dripping all around me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Wow. Final clip so from this lady. Oh, no, sorry. So, so it's a moist uh, nature out there. So it's it is probably. On Maui. Is, she, is she probably saying it's like raining? No. Oh. Oh, it's, it's not just raining. regular. It's just regular. She's just on Maui. Oh, she's on Maui. Yeah, okay. final clip but what from else? her. Final clip. Okay. 
And I wanted to offer you something that I teach in my Woman Rising Flower Essence Practitioner Certification Program and also in our home study course about the importance and the significance of communicating with nature. Okay. Okay, so... You catch the name of that? Whoa. In case you didn't, here it is. Woman Rising Flower Essence Practitioner Certification Program. Woman Essence Flower... No, here it is. Okay. Woman Rising Flower Essence Practitioner Certification Program. Woman Rising Flower Essence Practitioner Certification Program. Wow. That's exciting. I mean, I, I you know what? To be honest, I thought that. So, that actually, so in the, I'm looking in the chat room. Servo, thank you so much. Uh, it is if you're interested in the in the initial or the acronym it's uh, WRFEPCP. That's of course pretty it's fun. PCP. <laughs> PCP. Of course there's PCP. Of course. Oh wow. PCP. Oh my goodness. I I I'll be honest. I thought all women already had uh this uh women rising flower women rising essence flower essence practitioner certification program. I thought we all had that. Oh uh, yeah. Um, yeah, cuz we the- talked about vabbing before. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which again, you don't need to do that. It's uh it's uh, very uh, unnecessary. It's incredibly unnecessary. Using your vaginal juices as perfume to draw people in. It probably doesn't draw anybody in. That's regular, powerful. Regular pheromones will do it just fine. Yeah. Yep. yep. Yeah. So enjoying <laughs> the incredible nature that's surrounding me. Yeah, me too. Oh my god. Yeah, so yeah. I'm, I'm in- a plant lover. I'm a plant enthusiast. <laughs> yeah, me too. I like how she says enthusiast. Well, like, like she's adding the ass in enthusiast. I like fresh air, motherfucker. Where it doesn't really need. I mean, I always thought it was enthusiast, but maybe enthusiast. I'm enthusiast. I'm maybe I'm just a. And, you know, I'm not sophisticated enough. No, you don't have any of that dripping nature up there. Just like the abundance of nature dripping all around me. Uh, That's probably true. I mean, nature isn't always dripping on me. I have to wait till it rains for it to to drip on me. Yeah. Yeah! (laughs) Yeah! Yeah. And And then it's raining and you're all like, can you feel that? <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> yeah, that is intense. It is intense. <laughs> but um, uh, you, let's see. I think I oh, I got one clip from this guy. He's talking okay. about ivy. You know, just normal English ivy. You could call it. Oh, you know what I mean. Oh, okay. The one that crawls on the side of buildings, specifically Ivy League schools. Specifically, yes. Oh, okay. And uh, the building's all like, I can't breathe! Please! It is not good for buildings. That's Uh, not true. Here, let me play this clip for you. I'm glad you said that. 
Okay. Now, Ivy has some seriously awesome practical uses too. You may have seen them beautiful homes that have allowed Ivy to overtake them and grow all over them. Now, for a long time, that was a controversial thing to do and even devalued homes because people didn't know if it was damaging the home or not. But Oxford did a three-year study on Ivy and whether it damages a home or not if it's allowed to grow over it. And they proved that it's a positive, not a negative. Basically, Ivy will act as a thermal shield for your home and insulate your home. It will keep your house warmer but at the same time act as a thermal shield to stop things like pollution and all the environmental things that slowly weather your home and now another amazing thing about the ivy leaf is these beautiful little leaves contain a chemical called saponin saponins or saponin we say and that basically <laughs> allows you to make laundry soap from this amazing plant all you have to do is a simple little cooking process and you can make laundry detergent from this and that can wash your clothes just as good as any stuff that you buy in a store apart from it's a lot less damaging for the environment and it's a lot more of a nice natural way to clean your clothes and if you would like to know how to do that i'll link the video at the end of this video oh that's interesting yeah because the ivy unlike some plants it doesn't the the roots it 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 puts into like hang on are more shallow than uh other types of invasive plants like that oh okay Yes, uh, I just found that guy on YouTube just randomly. His channel's called Home is Where Home is Where Our Heart Is. And uh, he said he would link it at the end of the video, but he didn't put it in the description at the end of the video. Hmm. You know, as one would do, that would make sense. Yeah, that would make sense. Like, I've linked it in the description below, as, as it were. As it were. Well, it's not. <laughs> It's not. <laughs> no, uh, just, um, it could be because, uh, I have all that shit turned off of YouTube to not show me those cards and things. Oh, maybe that's what it is. Yeah. yeah. I'll put it in the show notes. So, I mean, mm -hmm. I believe him <laughs> about making uh detergent from it. Yeah. Yeah. I want to get into, um, some of the, the interesting things about plants though oh okay since we're talking about plants and i uh i mean it's a general term for plants but or a type of plants but i like trees yeah trees are pretty great i like yeah. them no no like really trees in particular i mean i don't like the pine tree in this area they grow like weeds they're a nuisance they're an invasive species and uh, they can get lost for all I care. And but other than that, all the rest of the trees are pretty cool. Even the pine tree is pretty cool. They just fall over easily. Mm -hmm. And um, uh, you know, um, I thought I had a Donnell Rollins clip of uh, him saying like, "I just want to be around some trees or something." Yeah, yeah. Uh, but maybe I don't. Maybe I don't. I guess not. Well, that's unfortunate. What what would I have called it? Who knows? Hmm. How do you spell Donnell? Not like uh, that. D O N E L L. Oh, just one N. Yeah, oh, I don't think there's, there's two N's. Oh, you don't think so? I don't think it's. I think it's two L's. I don't think it's two N's. Hmm. Well, I clearly uh, don't have that. Hmm. Why would I? <laughs> that's well, really uh, unfortunate. Dang. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, it's because I spelled it with two N's. 
like a oh, retard. Oh, you spelt it. Oh, you spelt it with two ends. Okay. Yeah. I just want to be around some trees. Finally, I found it. <laughs> Boom! You're a skeleton. Jack attack. Oh no. Boom! You're a skeleton. <laughs> Nature free as shit, son. It does. <laughs> Nature free as shit, son. Yep. And if you want to be around some trees, I just want to be around some trees. There's some really cool shit going on with trees. There sure is. Listen to this lady. Her name's Suzanne Samard. She's a fellow Canadian. Oh, okay. So you'll be under be able to understand her easily. I can somewhat translate Canadian on the fly. If you're listening, uh, best of luck to you. But here you go. <laughs> Imagine you're walking through a forest. Okay. I'm guessing you're thinking of a collection of trees. Mm. What yes. we foresters call a stand mm. with their rugged stems and their beautiful crowns. Yes, trees are the foundation of forests, but a forest is much more than what you see. And today I want to change the way you think about forests. You see, underground there is this other world, a world of infinite biological pathways that connect trees and allow them to communicate and allow the forest to behave as though it's a single organism. It might remind you of a sort of intelligence. How do I know this? Here's my story. Oh, are you ready for her story? Oh, oh I'm, I'm all ears. Well, I, I skipped past her story. Oh, you did? Oh, okay, okay. Was yeah. there um, uh, something special about her story? Not I really. Uh, was... She talked about a dog falling uh, into the um, pit of an outhouse. Mm. So the shithole. Oh, dear. A literal shithole. I see. And that was most of the story. Oh. Yeah. But here, okay. here she is uh, talking about some experimentation that she did, which is the interesting bit. So I went back to school. And I studied my other world. You see, scientists had just discovered in the laboratory in vitro that one pine seedling root could transmit carbon to another pine seedling root. But this was in the laboratory, and I wondered, could this happen in real forests? I thought, yes. Trees in real forests might also share information below ground. But this was really controversial, and some people thought I was crazy. And I had a really hard time getting research funding. But I persevered. And I eventually conducted some experiments deep in the forest. 25 years ago, I grew 80 replicates of three species, paper birch, Douglas fir, and western red cedar. I figured the birch and the fir would be connected in a below-ground web. But not the cedar, it was in its own other world. And I gathered my apparatus, and I had no money, so I had to do it on the cheap. So I went to Canadian Tire. <laughs> yeah, because she had to do it on the cheap. Yeah, I got to go to Crappy Tea to get, do it on the cheap. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's what we call it up here, the Crappy Tea. Oh, that's tea. a good one. <laughs> I'll, I'll skip past uh, what she said she bought there, because it's oh, not okay. important. Uh, but what is, is um, her starting... Starting the experiment here. Uh, yeah, I'll let her say it. The first day of the experiment, we got out to our plot, and a grizzly bear and her cub chased us off. <laughs> and I had no bear spray. But you know, this is how forest research in Canada goes. <laughs> so we came back the next day, and Mama Grizzly and her cub were gone. 
So this time we really got started. And I pulled on my white paper suit, I put on my respirator, and then I put the plastic bags over my trees. I got my giant syringes and I injected the bags with my tracer isotope carbon dioxide gases. First the birch, I injected carbon-14, the radioactive gas, into the bag of birch. And then for fir, I injected the stable isotope, carbon-13, carbon dioxide gas. I used two isotopes because I was wondering whether there was two-way communication going on between these species. I got to the final bag, the 80th replica, and all of a sudden, Mama Grizzly showed up again, and she started to chase me, and I had my syringes above my head, and I was swatting the mosquitoes, and I jumped into the truck, and I thought, this is why people do lab studies. <laughs> I waited an hour. I figured it would take this long for the trees to suck up the CO2 through photosynthesis, turn it into sugars, send it down into their roots, and maybe, I hypothesized, shuttle that carbon below ground to their neighbors. After the hour was up, I rolled down my window, and I checked for Mama Grizzly. Oh good, she's over there eating her huckleberries. So I got out of the truck and I got to work. Well. So, um, yeah. Do you think that really happened? Do you think a grizzly bear was like right there? Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I really think that a, a, a grizzly, like a mama grizzly bear would probably be running towards her and it would be more of a, th this would be less about a research story and more about a survival story about how, um, you know, she got swatted by uh, a mama grizzly bear and like she's got this like huge like s swat thing on her face. You oh know? yeah, a big uh, giant if, scar. Yeah, if she's lucky. Now, uh, from what I've heard is that uh, you want to get big and loud when it comes to um, thwarting off a, a bear. Uh, but I don't know, like a mama bear? They're they're all about uh, protecting their cubs. There's, yeah. you know, she's probably going get, to gonna get murked. Well, I don't know about the bear, but I'll let her wrap up her uh, experiment here because it is interesting. I went to my okay. first bag with the birch. I pulled the bag off. I ran my Geiger counter over its leaves. <sighs> Perfect. The birch had taken up the radioactive gas. Then the moment of truth. I went over to the fir tree. I pulled off its bag. I ran the Geiger counter up its needles, and I heard the most beautiful sound. <sighs> it was the sound of birch talking to fir. And Birch was saying, hey, can I help you? And Fur was saying, yeah, can you send me some of your carbon? Because somebody threw a shake cloth over me. <laughs> I went up to Cedar and I ran the Geiger counter over its leaves. And as I suspected, silence. Cedar was in its own world. It was not connected into the web interlinking Birch and Fur. I was so excited. I ran from plot to plot and I checked all 80 replicates. The evidence was clear. The C13 and C14 was showing me that Paper, Birch and Douglas fir were in a lively two-way conversation. It turns out at that time of the year in the summer that Birch was sending more carbon to fir than fir was sending back to Birch, especially mm. when the fir was shaded. And then in later experiments, we found the opposite. 
that fur was sending more carbon to birch than birch was sending to fur. And this was because the fur was still growing while the birch was leafless. So it turns out the two species were interdependent, like yin and yang. And at that moment, everything came into focus for me. I knew I'd found something big, something that would change the way we look at how trees interact in forests, from not just competitors, but to cooperators. Oh. Oh, neat. It's like those, it's like, uh, I think I've, I spoke about this on the show, where um, a different species of fish uh, would uh, need each other, like the, the tiny fish and the big fish. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, where uh, you cool. got the, the cleaner fish on sharks and things. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then the, small, and then the smaller fish, they, they get protected by the shark, because in, in, in exchange, they're, they're cleaning the shark. Right. It's pretty this, neat. Well, there is a similar relationship between species in the forest also, and she talks uh, a little about that. And, you know, I have to tell you, before me, scientists had thought that this below-ground mutualistic symbiosis called a mycorrhiza was involved. Mycorrhiza literally means fungus root. You see their reproductive organs when you walk through the forest. They're the mushrooms. The mushrooms, though, are just the tip of the iceberg. <laughs> so to speak. Because coming out of those stems are fungal threads that form a mycelium, and that mycelium infects and colonizes the roots of all the trees and plants. And where the fungal cells interact with the root cells, there's a trade of carbon for nutrients. And that fungus gets those nutrients by growing through the soil and coating every soil particle. The web is so dense that there can be hundreds of kilometers of mycelium under a single footstep. And not only that, that mycelium connects different individuals in the forest. Individuals not only of the same species, but between species, like birch and fir. And it works kind of like the internet. You don't say. Hmm. Cool. Yeah, it is. Uh, we're not talking about uh, fungus today. No. Not, not today. But another time, we will. Yes. What the fuck is the internet? <laughs> well, I don't like Facebook, and I don't like the internet. <laughs> you think... Uh, Old Jimmy H is in the forest, like doing his beekeeping, just like telling the trees. We know you'll take some of this home in your heart and not have to put it on the internet or whatever it is that people do these days. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Always telling the trees that. And, he knows uh, what's up with the, what the trees are doing. You think with the, the trees, internet. You think trees have feelings? Yeah, probably. Uh, well, get a load of this. Let me let me show you this. You see, like all networks. Mycorrhizal networks have nodes and links. We made this map by examining the short sequences of DNA of oh, every yes. tree and every fungal individual in a patch of Douglas fir forest. In this picture, the circles represent the Douglas fir or the nodes, and the lines represent the interlinking fungal highways or the links. The biggest, darkest nodes are the busiest nodes. We call those hub trees, or more fondly, mother trees. Because it turns out that those hub trees nurture their young, the ones growing in the understory. And if you can see those yellow dots, those are the young seedlings that have established within the network of the old mother trees. In a single forest, a mother tree can be connected to hundreds of other trees. And using our isotope tracers, 
We have found that mother trees will send their excess carbon through the mycorrhizal network to the understory seedlings. And we've associated this with increased seedling survival by four times. Now, we know we all favor our own children. And I wondered, could Douglas fir recognize its own kin? <laughs> like Mama Grizzly and her cub? Well, yeah, can oh, they? Oh, that's why she mentioned the story about the grizzly bear. Oh, yeah, she had to have something to tie it all back to. Right. That makes sense. So we set about an experiment, and we grew mother trees with kin and stranger seedlings. And it turns out they do recognize their kin. Mother trees colonize their kin with bigger mycorrhizal networks. They send them more carbon below ground. They even reduce their own root competition to make elbow room for their kids. When mother trees are injured or dying, they also send messages, wisdom, onto the next generation of seedlings. So we've used isotope tracing to trace carbon moving from an injured mother tree down her trunk into the mycorrhizal network and into her neighboring seedlings. Not only carbon, but also defense signals. And these two compounds have increased the resistance of those seedlings to future stresses. So trees talk. I, uh, I had to include the uh, the long pause. Oh yeah, yeah. Because she had that I big just... setup. She's like, so trees talk, and she just waited. She's like, eh, eh, eh. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of supposition in there. Like, you don't know they're passing down wisdom. You you just know they're passing down signals with uh with you know carbon molecules. But it's cool all the same. Like carbon it molecules, is. nutrients. Yes, and um stress indicators that sort of thing but you know um uh, maybe evil i guess maybe wisdom isn't the right word yeah but she uh, wanted like it to be uh, you know like some, some sort of like evolutionary like messages like how to survive type yeah and she really had messages to, to ramp uh prop it up or whatever oh yeah she totally propped it up with that that grizzly bear story oh yeah and it's a tall uh, tale she tied she it back to, to the grizzly bear story, but there's yeah. always a subject that certain people have to tie uh, everything back to. And uh, of course, it's this. So I want to come back to my final question. Instead of weakening our forests, how can we reinforce them and help them deal with climate change? Leave them the fuck alone. Well, you know, the great thing about forests as complex systems is they have enormous capacity to self-heal. No shit. In our recent experiments, we found with patch cutting and retention of hub trees and regeneration to a diversity of species and genes and genotypes. Oh, wait. That these mycorrhizal networks, they... Re regeneration. You mean like being left the fuck alone? Sorry, I just had to get that in. I'll mm -hmm. rewind it back. Diversity of species and genes oh, and oh. genotypes self-heal. Yeah. In our recent experiments, we found with patch cutting and retention of hub trees and regeneration to a diversity of species and genes and yeah. genotypes, like leaving them alone. that these mycorrhizal networks, they recover really rapidly. No shit. So with this in mind, I want to leave you with four simple solutions. Oh, okay. And we can't kid ourselves that these are too complicated to act kidding. on. First, mm -hmm. we all need to get out in the forest. And just get out of the forest. How about we that? need to reestablish local involvement in our own forests. You see, most of our forests now are managed using a one-size-fits-all approach. 
but good forest stewardship requires knowledge of local conditions. Yeah, like the way trees want to be left the fuck alone. Good stewardship, that sort of thing. Managed. What would the trees say if they heard you say they need to be managed? Second, we need to save our old growth forests. No shit. These are the repositories of genes and mother trees and mycorrhizal networks. Mm -hmm. So this means less cutting. I don't mean no cutting, but less cutting. And third, when we do cut, we need to save the legacies, but the mother trees, trees and no networks cutting. and the wood, the <laughs> genes, so they can pass their wisdom onto the next generation of trees, right here. so they can withstand the future stresses coming down the road. We need to be conservationists. And finally, fourthly and finally, fourthly. we need to regenerate our forests with a diversity of species and genotypes and structures by planting and allowing natural regeneration. Natural regeneration, like leaving it the fuck alone? We have to give Mother Nature the tools alone? she needs to use her intelligence to self-heal. And we need to remember that forests aren't just a bunch of trees competing with each other. Oh. They're super cooperators. I had to leave that silence in, too. She's like, super cooperators. <laughs> so that's where she lost me was the end. It's like, oh, come off it, lady. Listen to your own self. Because, like, the worst part is the fourthly, you know. Where we just, oh, yeah. you know, natural regeneration. Yeah. Like, I think letting that's the forest a, do its That's always thing. been a um, uh, pet peeve of mine when people say, firstly, secondly, thirdly. Fourthly, all this. I, I don't like that. I, I, don't, like I don't I don't think that that should be. Um, shouldn't be allowed. Shouldn't be allowed. It's it's a, it doesn't it. sound very intelligent. It doesn't. It doesn't. Fourthly and finally, there you go. we need to regenerate our forests with a diversity of species and genotypes and structures uh -huh. by planting and allowing natural regeneration. We have to yeah. give mother natural regeneration. Meaning, you leave the forest the fuck alone, and it grows. Yep. And then you can walk around, treat the forest like a museum where you look but don't touch. You're just like, wow, look at that tree. Holy shit, look at that tree. Oh, neat. Mushrooms. I mean, you can eat the mushrooms and eat the berries, but don't take more than you need. I mean, but leave it the fuck alone. Like, uh, we need to reduce cutting. Uh, I'm not saying no cutting. Like, well, I bet the trees would say no cutting. What do you think they're sending out stressor signals for? We have to give Mother Nature the tools she needs to use her intelligence to self-heal. Uh, I'm pretty sure she has those tools already. How the fuck do you think the forest got there in the first place? But, you know, that's yeah. just me, but, you know, mm -hmm. with eyes and being able to observe things. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, uh, I think that is um, pretty arrogant of uh, her to say like we need to give mother nature the tools she needs oh she's already got them is this hubris yes it is <laughs> yes it is so thanks suzanne samard i mean it's interesting research about the communication between trees with the help of uh mycelium from fungus that's that's really cool but then the climate change thing comes in and her arrogance takes over like we know what to do because I went to a university and I studied this. There, uh, my neighbor, um, my, my old neighbor, 
mm-hmm. the old house that I was living at, um, he had a birch tree in the in the backyard, and it was uh, it was slowly rotting, and I could tell it was rotting because it was just swaying in the wind, and um, one one storm just took it out, and uh, and the and the birch just it fell. Uh, you know, didn't hit our, I think some of it hit our house, but it wasn't like a, it wasn't like major where it, it just hit actually luckily just on his table and, um, he had, so he had to cut it down. And I wonder if, if there was a fir tree right next to it or, or a neighboring fir tree to the, to the birch tree, would it have had survived, um, because there maybe there was a net there could have been that network between the fur and the birch um do you hear any strange sounds just some like you know when it was when it was you know oh, creaky sounds you, you know what uh, it with was. the birch you know what it was what, what was it, it was the sound of birch talking to fur it was probably screaming at a fur i don't think there was any fur trees anywhere near that birch tree mm so now so, how are you thinking about forests? Differently? Yes. Cool. <laughs> cool. I'm glad. I'm glad. That, that was great. Cool. I'm glad. Mm. I'm glad too. You know what also makes... Fletcher, you know what makes me glad? What? Voicemails. I knew I'd found something big. Hit me with voicemail! Oh, you gotta get me. You're saying I'm so not ready. I'm not ready for hits. Ooh. I got those though. <laughs> those are sweet. Yeah, I got that, and I got like. <laughs> hopefully, none of that in the voicemails though. <laughs> Maybe some of that though. <laughs> yeah, some of that. Some of. Some of. That's bananas. Yeah, some of that. And then, uh, you know... Uh, I'll come back to that. Okay, thanks. But I was legally permitted. Me too. I should hope so. Hey, so the question tonight is about uh, regarding our favorite kinds of plants. Yeah. Yes. And uh, I have to say that, like, nuclear power plant Ooh. would be mm-hmm. about my cool. favorite. Mm. Right on. Because energy is getting to be expensive, you know... Coal is coal. It's fine. No problem with coal. Hmm. But it seems like, you know, we just pop up a couple new plants and, you know, have all the electricity and then wouldn't have to worry about rising energy costs and all that stuff. So I think that, like, nuclear energy plants would be my favorite kind of plant. Oh, okay. Just kidding. Right. Sweet. That's that's a great answer. Thank you, caller. Both, uh, are, both are great answers because, well... I've always believed in the power of plants. Nuclear power plants have a lot of power. Yeah. Uh, recently, we went to a beach, and, I, and there was a nuclear power plant there, which is pretty neat. I guess How I do I know this? Here's Pickering, my story. Sorry. Yeah, it was the, uh, the Pickering uh, nuclear power plant. And that was... What was interesting was... Okay, so it was fenced off on the at the beach, and then on the other side of the fence, there were all these Canadian geese... That were just like they were just like floating in the in Lake Ontario. <laughs> They're in like this in this lineup, and I think it was just because it was so. Um, it 
probably was very warm. So I was probably enjoying some some warm waters there. Uh, Canada gooses are majestic. It was pretty majestic looking at all these geese that were just floating in the warm uh, water. Well, it was warm because um, they, they peed in it. Probably. <laughs> Man, it that's was exactly cool. why. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was very, it was, uh, it was neat to, to watch. Um, one of them was like, uh, you know, we pause on this. Be. I got to pee you so pee? bad. Yeah. <laughs> you need to pee? Yes. Let's do this. All right. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was cool. I, I've never been down there before. And uh, you see one like fun. swoop down real fast, land in the water and then have like just this. Ah, like satisfied look on his face. Like, I got a pee car coming through. We were too far away to see their faces, but mm-hmm. I'm. I can only imagine they were. Uh, they were quite satisfied with. Uh, so is a lot of pee. <laughs> being in the in the warm pee water there yeah. by the That's nuclear power warm. plant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. What should have clued me into this lady's uh, upcoming hubris was <clears throat> I just took this from oh something she was talking about. Uh, yeah. Where she was like looking the audience like straight at them and she said this. I've conducted and published hundreds of experiments in the forest. Some of my oldest experimental plantations are now over 30 years old. You can check them out. That's how forest science works. Oh, uh, okay. What it like to check them out? That's how forest science works. Mm-hmm. Go check, check out my experiments. Go go look at my experiments. That's how forest science works, dummies. Yeah, check out our experiments by calling four three zero two zero one four eight four one. Oh and, yeah, you can uh, do that. Yeah, you can uh, leave us a voicemail with your uh, experimental findings. Um, you could also leave us some of these: a Geiger counter, a scintillation counter, a mass spectrometer, microscopes. Cool. It, yeah! Was that all? That was all of her gear, I suppose. That's what she got from the lab, not from uh, 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 Canadian Tire or crappy, crappy teas. Crappy teas, I don't think would have a Geiger counter or uh, what else did she say? Oh, uh, lots of things. Um, lots of stuff. Okay, you can replay. Yeah, I lost it. the clip. I could replay oh. it if I if I had it right in front. I don't of me think a it. Geiger well, counter would permitted. Be. Hmm? Okay. Oh. I don't think a Geiger counter would have... You could get that at Crappy Tea. I could no. be wrong. Let me know. 430-201-4841. A Geiger never counter. Went- a scintillation counter. A mass spectrometer. Microscopes. Pretty sure you can't get that at Crappy Tea. Pretty well, sure. Here's what she got at Crappy Tea. Okay. And I bought some plastic bags and duct tape and shade cloths. A timer. A paper suit. A respirator. And then I borrowed some high-tech stuff from my university. Okay, well, we, we just oh, found okay. out what she got. Yeah. Uh, the high-tech stuff at the university, yeah. yeah. You take that stuff, mm-hmm. for sure. I mean, you know, you pay the tuition, you might as well get what you pay for. And I'm not you know? saying her looks affect her intelligence in any way. But did they affect her grades? I don't know. Uh, it affected my initial impression because when I started watching the video, my first thought was... Yeah. So she got good grades. I mean, it's 2022, right? I mean, maybe. Maybe. Ooh, he was a lady. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. 
But voicemails. <laughs> How about that? Ah, uh, he moved the voicemail. It's a Monday. It a is beautiful Monday. Monday. It's a Monday. Monday. Story. Dot net. My favorite plant. Yeah. Be the pepper plant. Ooh. Pepper plant. Oh, like two for pepper plant. Ivy's cool and flowering things and whatnot, but I'll just go with the, the plant that I feel like I add. Well, I do add to like everything I eat minus dessert. Uh, oh, yeah. Hot sauce, which you mm-hmm. get from peppers. At least peppers. Be. And, uh, you yeah, know, so we're going to love pepper plants. Uh, fortunately, my wife, she, she likes spicy stuff too. Not as cool. much, but still puts hot sauce on most of her stuff. And uh, we're growing some jalapenos uh, this year, which was which was fun. And just remember how enjoyable cutting some fresh jalapenos be and putting it on uh, pretty much anything, you know. Just add a little freshness to whatever and uh, some spice, of course. And yeah. So, to the mighty pepper plant. I mean, the bowl after bowl, guys, you know, and. They, they, they might say something different, but, uh, you know, pepper plants. Pepper, pepper, pepper plants. I guess they're a nightshade, mm. um, which you could tie to potatoes, which are also, you know, a thing. But that's another podcast. <laughs> so, hopefully you don't run, rub any uh, pepper plants, though, in your eyes, because that'll oh, make you scream. And that's another oh. podcast, too. So, all right. Well, <laughs> it's a Monday. We're going to go run. Monday. I hope you guys had a wonderful, uh, you know, Thursday. Yeah. How have you done? Mm-hmm. Did that last week. And, uh, oh, yeah. Fletcher taking over the show after Carol and Luck, you know? Yeah. But she's back today. So. She's back. Woo! She's back very, today. Very Better than ever. All right. I love you guys. Stay dangerous. And whether or not you're eating peppers or you're not. You can always say, Thank you for coming, Christopher. We're Thank seeds you. Through the internet, Christopher Battles giving us a call on a Monday. We Can appreciate tell it. Me the name of this plant. So good, and, and so it's two for uh, uh, pepper plant. Well, uh, one caller was talking about like peppercorns, which are different than oh, the, you know so seed bearing like capsaicin battles. peppers. You know oh. what I mean? Like so, so it's a different one. Yeah, like peppers, like spicy peppers. Ah, but, oh, you know, okay. The big spicy okay. fruit on on the plants, not the little tiny fruit you grind up into peppercorn, like the the other color was, like black pepper. Ah, I see. So that's different. So this is they are different. Um, yeah. Uh, I I we had uh, baked beans and put in uh, hot peppers into the baked beans. Oh yeah. It's uh, it's outrageous. It's um, whoa. Oh, yeah. Very spicy, very hot. Uh, I think what was uh, mo- what was interest what was most interesting was uh, you know you put you you get the baked beans you put it in, in on a stovetop yeah. and then you put uh, the hot peppers in um, whole. Um, the, it, the, all the all the little seeds are actually cook within the within the pepper. So when you uh, so when you so when you uh, bite into it. You can. It's very hot, uh, temperature wise, temperature wise, and uh, heat wise. Like as in, um, 
it's very spicy, but it's also um, it could uh, very be something hot. spicy. Yeah, and you want to um, <laughs> maybe you want to stab it with a uh, with a fork before you go ahead and <laughs> go ahead and put it in your mouth. <laughs> spicy as fuck, hot as fuck. You can't yeah. take me. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Well, uh, let's do um another voicemail. How about that? Um, yeah, another. Uh, I wanted to talk about uh, house plants, but um, hey, blue oh. with another voicemail. Well, we can do whatever you want. Boom. I, I you know what? I'll, I'll send this, uh, send this top ten to you. Maybe we can. I don't know if you want to do like a, uh, I don't know, like a cold read, or you, we can go through this top ten list together like normal, and then um, we can talk about which plants we like um, right here. Uh, there, there were some cool ones in here that I, I've never, I've never seen before. I've seen a couple of them, mm -hmm. um, but, uh, uh, but some of them are, are, I've, I would love to have them in the house. It would, it would brighten up. It would brighten up this basement. I don't know if it needs any, ex any more light than this little tiny window slash fire escape will allow. Right. But. Um, I, I think it would be very nice to have them. Oh, uh, you should. Yes, you really should. Uh, did you get the list? I did. You can go ahead and start if you want to do that. Oh, okay. So, so number one is the Calan Calanoche Cho, um, you, who plant. Who you calling a chode? <laughs> it's a C-H-O-E, okay, which sure. I think is like show Calanocho. And it's a primrose uh, garden type looking uh, plant. And it's got What's beautiful up there, flowers. Joe? Listen here. It, it's got very nice flowers. Um, I, I, would, I would get one of these. I'm going to post this in the, in the show notes. But, uh, but my favorite one is the uh, Alocasia uh, Silver Dragon. So it's, very, it's a very leafy um, plant. And the, I just like the little veins um, in, in the plant. You can, and you can see it. It's a, I, I think it would be a, a considered a, a succulent. Um, it's, it's got, a, it's got, a, it's dark, darkened um, green. And then there's this silver uh, outline. It's very beautiful. Oh, yeah. I, I like that. I like that plant. Um, and then of course there's a, there's a pineapple plant. That yeah. you can get, and it flowers, and you get like cool pineapples. I don't know if they're uh, if you it, apparently they're air they have air purifying qualities. Most plants do, and and, and this also uh, grows out like pineapples. I don't know if it's like the kind of pineapples you want to be eating. Uh, those are normal ass pineapples. That's great. I love. I love pineapples. You They're can so grow good. them so easily. You, you buy a pineapple at the store, a whole yeah. fresh pineapple. You yeah. cut the top off, you know, where the leaves are growing out, along oh, yeah. with some of the pineapple meat underneath it, mm -hmm. like an inch or two. Mm -hmm. And then you just put that in the ground. Put oh. the dirt up to the first section of leaves and yeah. leave it, and you will grow a new pineapple plant, and then it will sprout a pineapple. Whoa. Yes, indeed. Oh, that's cool. Do you ever just have like pineapple, like pineapple slices, and then and then you have bacon? Oh hell like, yeah! It just yeah, that is just that is next level. Like don't even have the pizza. Like that is just 
you know, no. I don't even need a pizza to enjoy this. Just just ha- just skip it. Um and then you get, and then and then they talk about an extra large house plant uh which is a leaf uh, with leaf envy. Just leaf envy and they have extra large um leaves. I don't know this this one is uh it doesn't really have a great descriptor. But if you've ever seen a house plant that's really big, it's definitely got those leaves on it. <laughs> um, and then number five, they oh, wait, have I had this. My, uh, my microphone muted. Hold oh, on. okay. Uh, you talking about house plants? Mm-hmm. I knew I should have clipped this video. Oh, but, okay. Um, it was uh, well, the guy's voice is just terrible. <laughs> it's not so much his voice; it's it's the breathing sounds, the mouth sounds, because of the <laughs> oh. way he's got one of those. Those little headset mics that just sits on your cheek right next to your mouth. Oh, okay. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. I understand. Um, let's see if it plays right. Now, I just typed uh, yes. out a very small list here. There you go. Yeah, only a handful. But in fact, there's hundreds of them. Really, hundreds. So rather than just sorting out the people with a degree in statistics, let's carry on a little bit and pick up just one. Just one. Now, this is a particular study was a nice, easy one to understand. It's the benefit of green versus lean. So this is the lean office. What they did was they got about 20 or 30 people and they gave them this desk. And what the desk had was just some paper on it and a computer, and then they had to sort the pages into alphabetical order, and then after they'd sorted them, they had to do a few other little bits and pieces, and then they timed how long it took them and how many mistakes they made. That all make sense? Yes, not if you understand. Yeah, dude. It's all good. <laughs> this is the green desk. Where, yeah, exactly. They took the exact same desk, and they just smooshed a whole lot of plants right here. Out these. Now, of course, now the desk is only half the size because the rest of it's used up with plants, right here, and gave them the same task to do. Oh, Jesus. Sort those pages into order, confirm a few other little bits and pieces. Okay, I wouldn't be standing here if the green one wasn't better. You can see this coming up. So, here's what happened. Mistakes in the lean desk, X. Mistakes in the the green desk, also X. Identical number of mistakes. Half the desk, the identical number of mistakes. Hmm. Okay. Speed in the green desk. Okay, was- well, that was not the part I thought. Uh, essentially, this guy's just talking about the benefits of house plants and how oh, okay. they increase productivity in the workplace. Hmm. They also increase um, positive attitude in the workplace. Um, ah, just overall okay. satisfaction with your work as well. Yes. And yes. Uh, what he was about to say there was uh, increased uh, speed and productivity. So, um, and it's very, very interesting. And when people have a house plant on their desk, they mm-hmm. tend to keep their desk cleaner. Oh, yeah. You know, if I had a, a, cl- a plant on this desk, wherever I could... Eventually, I'm going to change this desk. It's going... Yeah. The situation's going to change. But um you got this weird desk situation. I definitely do. This is a very crowded desk. It is inc- like I have everything on it. it. It's there's so much stuff going on on here. It's dense. Uh, but it, it's a yeah, it's a dense populated desk. 
I would compare it to a major city center, this this desk. Um, So I I think it needs a green space so people could walk around, walk their dogs uh, in the green space. I need a house plant. I I do. Um, and that's why I pulled this this top top ten list to help me find a an appropriate uh, house plant that I could uh, that I could care for, and uh, it would be down here and just hanging out with me. Uh, I uh, this next one is called uh, Strelitzia, a uh, bird of paradise, and is this tropical plant. And it's oh, got these yeah. cool uh, little, I don't know, they kind of look like origami cranes. They sort these of do. orange flower, flower, uh, um, they're, they're really pretty. I'm surprised uh, a bonsai tree is not on here. I'm surprised of that too. Hey, uh, we have one of these trees. in the shop. We have uh, number 12, the bromeliad. Oh, oh let me see here. Yeah, oh, it's very okay. pretty with the way it, it blooms. Oh, that is pretty. Oh, I like that. Uh, there, there was another one that I'm I have seen before, um, which is the next one. It's called uh, an arca, uh, arca palm. You get a couple of these oh, yeah, in, yeah. in in your in, in the basement here. Uh, you know, you're hosting a, a talk show. It's oh a yeah, very- no, it's yeah, it's, it's straight <laughs> from the uh, set design of Ellen. Yeah, yeah, you get a few of these going on over here. You get you you automatically get some guests on your talk show. It's uh, pretty awesome. Um, we well, you know who's not doing a talk show. That's behind the schemes. Oh, and, uh, at nine o'clock. We like uh, turning over the no agenda stream to those fine fellas. Lavish booberry. Oh blueberry, yeah, you know. Two, oh yeah, two great guys. They are. Two great guys with a great show, a very interesting show. They uh, they cover a wide range of topics. Hopefully, Lavish will be talking about some mon- uh, like monetary issues. Um, what's going on with the with the the rail strike and all that bullshit? I like hearing Lavish's. Uh, you know, uh, I, I want to give a sh- I want to give a shout out to uh, Booberry and his uh, his work on Podverse. Some some wow, pretty. Sorry, the delay on this clip. Booberry is doing some pretty amazing stuff uh, on on Podverse, and I just want to acknowledge uh, that. Uh, so get yourself Podverse mm. on uh, Podcasting 2.0 app, so you can uh, see what I'm talking about. It's well, I appreciate am- that, and I also love the T-shirt you're wearing. Sorry. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And and I love I love Booberry's outfit also. Um, Lavish is also looking sharp as oh, yeah. well. He and, is. Uh, he, it's yeah. so sharp it hurts. Take it away, uh, fellas. Take it away. Have a good show. There it is. All right. And uh, yeah, back to the plants. Back to plants. Um, I want to get some of these clips in because I I took quite a few clips. Okay. And we heard uh, some annoying people. And uh, well, my clip list is populated with annoying people. Oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it is. Sorry, but I don't know why. I mean, <clears throat> they're informative. 
but it's just uh like that guy did you hear all the like he was making a lot of uh, mouth noises and breathing like when i was listening to it i expected him to be extremely overweight and he's not oh he's just an old australian guy talking about personal plants in the workplace personal plants <laughs> but and then we heard the lady that was on Maui you know but just just wait till you get a load of this lady now like I said there's good information in in these clips and I yeah. agree with what this lady will say it's just the way she says it the the way she presents it oh okay yeah I mean you might think I'm being unreasonable, but you haven't heard her yet. Uh, so, uh, this is just 27 second intro that she gives, and ugh, type of type of woman that would just ugh. And you see. This what I'm going to share with you is nothing new. The path to optimal health is right in front of us, and we can start to realize these true health potential by following some very simple ancient practices. I'm here to share with you the power of plants and three ancient whole foods to optimize our health and bring about a multitude of nutrition to our diets just by adding them to what we eat every day. Ugh. Hmm. Uh, not the most annoying bit yet. But the anytime people try and get into the heads of ancient peoples, you know, I do the same thing when I talk about um, ancient Egypt, of course, sometimes. But you know, we have no no idea of what they were thinking and that kind of stuff. Uh, so I don't know exactly what I'm trying to say. Other, just we don't know what they were thinking. We don't know why they did things the way they did. We just know they did them because of the evidence they've left for us. Fuck ancient Egypt. And most of the time we just put our modern spin on things. Oh, and, of course. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah because they have um the their point of view was in you know 10 12,000 years ago or however uh, Yeah, however, however long. long. Right. Uh so here's more of that from her. So let's think about this. Imagine a world. Oh, yeah. Are you ready? Like, you got to think about this, okay? Because she said so. Okay. Okay. Let's think about okay. this. So let's think, think about, about this. Okay. Imagine a world where all the health secrets of all the ancient sages can be accessed. This is our world. We have this knowledge. Oh? It's just forgotten. Oh, so if we, we don't? look at food culture across the planet, Long before the 100-mile diet existed, people ate with what was within their means. No shit. They ate local, fresh, in season. They preserved uh, their food naturally, and many cultures really? ate little, if any, animal products. Uh -huh. For example, the Choctaw First Nations of Oklahoma and Mississippi ate a plant-based diet and got most of their calories from fruits and vegetables. Uh-huh. Mm -hmm. Then what did they do with the animals uh, they took the skin from? You know, for their leather yeah. teepees and their leather clothes and leather straps they used to uh, strap some of those things down. They uh, didn't the wait. The sinew I... that they used to, to bind the arrowhead to uh, the shaft and the, the fletchings to the back of the arrow. Um, where'd they get all those animal products from? She doesn't like to think about that. Interesting. Yeah. Well, That's what uh, I mean. Like, it's... Yeah. 
They read one little snippet and like, oh, they must not have used anything from the animals. Sure. Well, they probably didn't waste a thing. Well, they didn't waste a thing, no, but they did use animal products. Oh, Meaning, yeah, for sure. You know, they killed an animal to use it. They ate it. Yep. And as far back as ancient Egypt, Fuck scientific ancient studies have Egypt. shown that by analyzing carbon atoms in mummies, the, the ancient Egyptians were primarily vegetarians. You can hear, like, the smug look on her face. You know, yep. she's so... They were really serious. Because she, of course, is vegetarian. Oh, but get ready for this, okay? I want to share with you something so profound. You ready? As a little yes. girl... I have always believed in the power of plants. Profound. Profound, yep. Mm-hmm. Just power of plants. Wow. I'm glad you're sitting down because that was profound. Uh, I'm I I almost uh fell over my chair so I could be closer to uh the earth Just where like the uh, abundance of sorry. nature dripping all around me. <laughs> Yeah, so I could be a, a closer to the abundance of nature so it drips all around me. Here, here's some more profound statements from uh, this lady. Uh, Danielle Arsenault, also. Which looks like Arsenault, which I guess is someone that uh, likes arson. I yep. loved school and the science experiments where we would plant seeds in little cups and with the help of sun, uh -huh. light, Wait. love, water. Sun and light? What the fuck do you think the sun's giving that plant? <laughs> sun, yep. light, love, water. These seeds would grow into baby sprouts. No shit. <laughs> Did you know that? I I only I learned that when I was a little girl also. Not only did they give the plant sunlight, but they gave it light and love. <laughs> I didn't know about the love part. Uh, I... I I didn't learn that when I was a little girl. You got bestiality. I guess you could have herbiality. <laughs> You're a herbophile. She went to a different school than I did. I uh, think yeah. she went to. <laughs> yeah. Didn't really put the privates in private school, huh? No, no. Oh, well, in case you didn't know anything about bean sprouts or just sprouts. I mean, uh, here she's uh, going to smugly explain it to us. And that curiosity never rubbed off. On Many what? years later, I went to Puerto Rico and studied Rico. the raw plant-based healing diet of a plant-based diet. Wait, what? Hold on. I didn't catch that the first time. Uh, plant-based diet of a plant-based diet or something like that. Many years later, I went to Puerto Rico and studied the raw plant-based healing diet of a plant-based diet. Oh, yeah. Okay. It was here that I was reintroduced to sprouts, but oh. not in the context of a science experiment. Oh. It was here that I learned to take a seed and turn it into a nutritional powerhouse. Sprouts are a complete a protein, plant? and they're also very rich and have a vast array of vitamins, minerals, and phytochemicals that help say. our body function on a cellular level. You mean like food? I mean, if you think about a sprout, what is it? It's a, a little plant. baby plant, oh. which has the power and the nutrients, the same nutrients as the adult version of itself. No. When you eat sprouts, you eat a hundred at a time. Okay. So that means you're eating the combined nutritional advantage of, of hundreds sprouts? of baby plants. That's I guess it. powerful. Oh. Did you know hmm. that if you eat a hundred 
of anything, your body takes on the effects of a hundred things. <laughs> I didn't know that. Now Not you do, now. thanks to uh, this TED Talk. Whoa. Yeah. I have not heard from TED Talk, by the way. Well. I still haven't got our invitation. Um, have you I'm, tried uh, explaining obscenely simple things to them? I I just was expecting that TED Talk would just invite us to their to their platform. Well, let's listen to... Um, I'm, I'm disappointed. Let's listen to more of this and, and view it as a model for maybe how okay. we should speak on a TED Talk. Okay, okay. I, I, I love the tips. I appreciate them. Let's hear it. Okay. The best thing about sprouts, you can grow them at home. <laughs> so not only that, you grow them at home, but you can find them readily available in grocery stores and in health markets as well. But you want to make sure to look thick white roots, no yellowing, because this might mean that they've gone too far and could start to grow harmful bacteria. How do you grow sprouts at home? Yeah. It's very simple. You take the seed or the nut and you put it in water. Whoa. You soak it. How long you soak it depends on the size of the seed. The bigger Whoa. the seed, the longer you soak it. Whoa. And after, you'll have it soaking in this unhealthy water because the enzyme inhibitors that are protecting that seed are into the water so you want to make sure that you discard that water because that will make it difficult for your body to digest so it's discarded no. and you're going to rinse it no the following days that come you will have the growings of broccoli radish alfalfa sprouts mung bean lentil clover sprouts the list goes on wait how do you Not know what i'm growing wait how does she know that she just knows. I mean, she ate all those sprouts. That's how she found out. Like, if the you just soak it in water, you'll have all of these things. Yeah, the the sprouts were talking to your plants, and the the one the the seeds that you were sprouting. I just had to pause it to, uh, you know, figure out how she knew. You're gonna rinse it. The following days that come, you will have the growings of broccoli, radish, alfalfa sprouts, mung bean, lentil, clover sprouts, the list goes on. Yeah. Not only do you get a huge variety, but sprouting yields up to 24 times more its original seed volume. <laughs> so you get more at the same price. I believe no super salad is complete without sprouts. And sprouts are the first whole food that I believe can optimize your health. A super okay. salad, huh? I like regular salads. I mean, super salads. Look, if you're going to live an ancient, prosperous lifestyle, you need to eat super salads. Okay, maybe I maybe I need to super... How do you make a super salad, lady? Uh, sprouts, duh. The, but there's got to be more stuff to a super salad, you well, know? Well, the sprouts, the broccoli, the, uh, the, the list goes on. Whoa. Okay, so I love broccoli. Okay. But broccoli um, sprouts, man. Oh, bro. Okay. Oh, but so then there's um, uh, yeah, so good. I mean, what kind of cheese would you put on it? Oh no, you, no animal products. What are you a? Be like, ah, uh, ah, uh, oh. <laughs> Can't have cheese in a super salad. Yeah, you, I thought so. I, I thought don't you think would, so. You she was. To... She. That was just one of the three foods. Oh well. And I skipped I past know. all of her smugness explaining the other two. Because she talks about them again in uh, in her conclusion here. Oh, okay. So you ready? You ready for it? Um. I mean, I know I she just get... blew your mind with the fact that you can sp you can sprout plants from seeds and 
as the plant think, grows, it increases in volume more than think, the volume of the seed itself. Like my favorite sprout, I gotta say, is Brussels sprouts. Oh, they're the best, and wow. they're they you know you put some olive oil on that, and then you put some minced garlic. It's uh, it's outrageous. It's so good. Seaweed, sauerkraut, and sprouts. Three simple yet nourishing foods that will add so much nutrition to our diet. And we can integrate these effortlessly into what we eat already. Let us listen to how these foods make our bodies feel. And when we do this, we are practicing what has been known for ages. We are renewing our ancestors' innate wisdom within ourselves building an intuitive diet based upon our surroundings, based upon plant-based, whole, organically grown foods, builds the foundation for optimal health. Thank you. Well, there you go, seaweed and uh, sauerkraut in there. She lumps sauerkraut and kimchi uh, together. Sauerkraut's pretty great. I yeah. mean, you put that, you, you know what's great with sauerkraut? Hot dogs. Hot do Mm-hmm. Yep. 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 Animal and, products. And Yep. Uh, and you know what's uh, great with uh, sausage? Sauerkraut. Sauerkraut. Rapini. Get yourself some rapini, everybody. I, I linked what rapini is in the chat. Oh, did it's you? Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. You know what's great? You just, uh, but you. Uh, it cook. almost has the word rape in it. Oh, oh, God. It's, it's, it's rap, you know. Rapini. Like a mini yeah, rapper. Rap yeah, like a mini wrapper. Um, it t tastes very much like a um, fifty cent. Fifty cent. <laughs> it just it tastes uh, like broccoli. Okay. It and it's very good. You cook it down with uh, with some with some sausage, and it's just it's so good. It's outstanding. Oh, that's, nice. Uh, that's where you do it. Hell yes. Uh, the, just that lady though. Just how smug she was. Like she was offering up. Such uh, you know, ancient wisdom. Like, uh, she, no, like uh, we we got it. You can, yeah, you can you can sprout tiny plants from seeds and yeah. then eat them before they become larger plants. Now, did she come out of a time machine from the past? So let's because so let's come back to the initial point. Sorry, because I think that if she came from a time machine and and that you know she had all this all this wisdom and she knew all this stuff because it doesn't sound like she she was she was talking about she's talking about super salads she came from a a a, a, a chain called freshy that's huh. here that gives you uh salads um uh, she definitely sounded like she was wearing some yoga pants coming out of her freshy dude talking about she was super wearing salads. tights under her her dress of course she was. Yeah, yeah. She's probably smoking some Belmonts or camels, if you will. I already know. I already know this 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 sort. So you know, she's telling everybody how how stuff is. Yeah. And you know, bless her heart, right? But I've always believed in the power of plants. I have too. You know. You know, sometimes uh, you eat them, sometimes you smoke them, sometimes you just grow them. That's powerful. I know. And then she had this table up there with, uh, with um, you know, bowls and such on it. 
Oh, okay. And so she said this right at the beginning. You're probably wondering what this is. Well, I'll tell you in a minute. Oh, oh geez, lady. Well, you know, I'm going to tell you in a minute. I'll tell you in a minute. Yeah. And then she proceeds to talk and then goes to the table and tells everybody how to make uh, kimchi or sauerkraut. Mm. Those are two different things. I mean, kimchi is, uh, that's very spicy. Um, and uh, sauerkraut is, uh, it's in the name. It's its more of a sour, sour taste. Um, I love sauerkraut. I and mean, I love kimchi. I should have clipped I mean, it. She, uh, totally different. Two, two different things. They are, yeah. But they're, I mean, her point was they were naturally fermented. But she, <laughs> yeah. um, she also had to briefly woe-mansplain brine because she, she was talking about adding salt to this water. And then she was like, you soak the plants and then you squeeze them. It's like, you know, don't worry. That, that's just uh, the, however she's, this is why I should have clipped it, where she was saying uh, just the simplest thing that, you know, it's just the, the salt, like the salt creates the brine. It's like, well, that, or the, the salt is in the brine or something. I'm like, no, the salt is the brine. Like it's salt oh, and water. Yeah. That's brine. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I have a, I have a, I have a little tip. I mean, she, this woman's going to not like this, but I, I don't care. Um, you take, you take, uh, some, some pickle brine mm-hmm. and you, and you pour it on some meat. Oh, there you go. And there you go. And especially on steak. It it uh, changes the whole situation with the steak. I believe it, and uh, it you know breaks down a lot of the uh, um, the cartilage and yeah. all that. It's so good. I think that's exactly what restaurants do to steak: is that they put brine on it and they just like let it soak in. Uh, it just it adds so much flavor, so much like it, it tenderizes it. It's perfect. You, I put that on on ribs when I do my two day uh, ribs. Like that's how you do ribs. Uh. You do it for two in two days, right? So, um, you, yeah, you put some pickle brine on there uh, day one, and then and then when you're baking it four hours, you crack open a beer. It's pretty you know slow and low. That's how that's how you do it. That's powerful. Yeah, you know, pickle brine like just cuts through a lot of stuff, and it's so flavorful and delicious. Do you ever, do you ever drink um, pickle brine? Yeah, hell yeah, that's how you do it. It is no, it's delicious. It's so good. Delicious. Sometimes you just really want to drink some pickle brine. Yeah, sometimes you do. I, I love it. It's I mean you you get you get you get dehydrated, but it's delicious. It is. It's well, totally worth it. It is. Everybody's got to do you know do your own thing. You know you like it, yeah. so do it. If you don't, don't. Yeah. You know do mm-hmm. do things your way. I'm gonna do yeah. things my way. It's my way, my way or the highway. It's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it is awesome. Just like some of these voicemails that I know. Oh, I love voicemails. Are awesome. Yes. Mm. Hitting all the points, man. Oh. Nailing it. Thanks. Thanks. Yeah. So, uh, hold on. I uh, got something to show you here. It's uh, my calculations are correct. When this baby hits eighty-eight miles per hour, you're gonna see some serious shit. Yeah, you are. 
Oh, oh I'm sure I will. Yeah. Just like uh, this serious, serious shit. Uh, did I play this already? I don't think I did. Okay. Hmm. Favorite plant. Plant. Yes. Uh, plant. I went to uh, the plant where they make uh, frosted flakes when I was a oh, kid. Oh, no way! Ooh. That was a cool plant to go That's to. That's cool. Uh, been to many automotive plants. Uh, huh? They're, uh, they're all different. Some are uh, nasty, dirty. Others mm -hmm. are spotless usually when they're trying to impress somebody. Oh, yeah, uh, for sure. I don't know. Uh, probably got to be a plant where they produce some sort of food that I like. I yeah, those That's are the kinda, best. Well, it gets into your processed foods. But there's certain, I mean, remember, remember a kinder, gentler time when the only processed food out there was a Twinkie and a hot dog. And didn't know it was going to kill us all. Uh, yeah, that's, uh, I want the hostess Twinkie plant of, uh, that sounds gay. Uh, nothing wrong with that, though. <laughs> um, the hostess Twinkie plant of old, uh, what I, my favorite. In the smoker. Oh, in the smoker. Net, net. In the, in the smoker, net, net. I like that. I like that a lot. I think Twinkies maybe uh, increased our resilience to nuclear fallout. Probably. What I think what I I liked um, was uh, I I saw I went to uh, the Red Path Sugar Plant when I was a kid because mm. they used to have. Uh, there's there's a brand of sugar called Red Path, and they um, manufactured in on in Toronto, Ontario. And I took a tour. This is way back when um, I was I was so only so tall. Why do they call it, it that? Was it the uh, menstruating women coming back from the uh, sugar plantation? <laughs> old-fashioned jazz thingy dot wave oh sure oh that's so good <laughs> nice <laughs> in a circle the circle of life no man that's just where she was sitting ah <laughs> uh, that's funny i thought somebody sent us a boostergram and then that sound came on nope nope oh okay no, we haven't received any boostograms. I had made sure I didn't miss one, and it's uh, it's still on standby, waiting to oh. be played. A new waiting sound we haven't played. heard before because I we haven't it heard after it, we got the initial one there. It's exciting. We got new sounds, um, and the, yeah, the, the and, and the only way we'll find out is if uh, we we get more boostograms. So, uh, but I was legally permitted. Legally permitted did permitted. Yeah, uh, I do believe we have a, I do, I do believe we have a follow-up voicemail. Oh, follow-up voicemail. Yeah. I love follow-up It's just not the same. I need to set up uh, Ableton Live. Yeah. Not enough hours in the day. Oof. Yeah. 
and then the shit is going to hit the fan. <laughs> it is. Oh. 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 Um, yeah. How about uh-huh. a banana? No, a banana tree. Banana trees. Oh, a tree is banana a plant. trees. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Plant tree still a plant. Oh, see. Why's a, why's a banana tree just a banana tree or... But like a uh, oak tree that puts out acorns isn't like an acorn tree. True. Weird. Yeah, it is. Nobody should work on that. Um, ficus. Because ficus is is uh. It's fun to say. It's fun to say hibiscus. Yeah. <laughs> hibiscus and a ficus. One of those those two plants probably could would get into a fight. Well, sounds like ficus words. Ficus and hibiscus. Uh, just because, uh, be the battle of the hibiscus. So, yeah. Ficus and hibiscus in the smoker. We've been mistreating oh. our banana tree in the backyard. I, I like those answers. Uh, mostly because, uh, they rhyme and, uh, uh, ficus is fun to say. And I like how he said, he also thought the same. He did. That's nice. And uh, why don't they call them oak corns instead of acorns? Um. Well, they want to give it an A plus. They don't um, want to fail it. You know, that's I what I a think. A is like the opposite of corn. It's like acorn. Yeah, they want to. They want to make it um, uh, the tip, the top. You know, the the tippiest of tops. Mm. That's what I think. I'm still wondering um, how that guy was abusing his banana tree. Put a I banana s- split in your asshole, girl. Maybe that's ex- maybe that's exactly what happened. I think so. Uh, about another voicemail. Oh, hit me with a voicemail. Uh, thank, thanks, NetNet, for your voicemails. Yes, thank you, NetNet. Uh, always much appreciated. Uh, it, we are the same person. He's just uh, he's from the future. I think he's future me. Ah, future you. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. <laughs> Anyways, guys, okay, next question. Sorry about that. <laughs> These all say hit. The deck. We are going to open fire. Oh, don't do that. <laughs> uh, no. Oh, I hadn't done that one in a while. Ah, there you go. How about a voicemail? Oh, hit me with the voicemail. I'm going to hit you it with a voicemail. Ah, huh? uh, yeah. Here's a voicemail. <laughs> only, only on Hawk Story. John, Carolyn. Oh, Spencer. Hello. Hey, Spencer. Uh, Spencer. Yeah. Just hey. calling you because I had a thought and it's just been a broken uh, bugging me, and thought. I need your 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 feedback, your opinion. Okay. On the oh, thought? excellent. The thought is okay. this: if if there was That's a battle of the band, there. and uh, it I was like tournament said. style. Oh, that's my bad. And some your your feedback, your opinion. The thought is this: if if there was a battle of the bands, okay, and uh, it was like tournament style, and somehow uh, in the first round the bracket matchup was uh, James O'Keefe and Tim Pool to battle each other musically talent. Who, who of the two, who would advance to round two between James O'Keefe and, and Tim Pool? Two of mm. the most cringe musicians I've seen uh, mm. in the modern times. 
I've been thinking of this, and I just don't have an answer. So I, I need I need some. I really need some opinions, man. In the smoker. Well, I uh, hmm, I didn't know either of them did did any music. I had no idea either. Um, I I did have a have a thought about it okay. as Spencer was talking, uh, and it, this is purely based on their um audio quality on their own um uh content if you will Mm -hmm. um now it has not again it has nothing to do with who's more musically talented because i have not heard either one of them uh play any music um but uh I think Tim Pool might have a one-up on on J- James O'Keefe because I've only seen and heard video of uh, and the audio was was uh, muffly and the video was is crappy. Um, I don't think I've seen anything that was um, of high quality from James O'Keefe. You know, again, he may be the better musician. That's possible. Um, uh, I have not received any, uh, evidence that he was a better musician. Um, I, I've, I've seen, uh, Tim Poole and heard his podcast and he had a better audio. It sounded like he had a better audio setup. That's, um, that's what I've heard. So, um, I, I, again, this is purely based on, on, on what I've heard from both of them and it had nothing to do with the music so uh maybe i shouldn't even be talking maybe i should have said that i have not heard either one of them play their music but maybe their audio is uh, maybe one of them had bad audio and the other didn't have bad audio i don't know um i i maybe i shouldn't be saying it Fletcher, what do you think? I I know. I'm maybe I'm out of school. I mean, I could be. I could be. Uh, I like I said, I have I had no idea either did music. And of course, looking for James O'Keefe music, you you find like the O'Keefe Music Foundation, which I doubt he has anything to do with. Uh, O'Keefe seems like a seems like a, you know Smith. You know, everybody's yeah. got that fucking name. Right. Uh, let's see what this is. Right. No one ever says those things out loud, but it's obvious. It leads, it leads. If it leads, it leads. I think that's obvious. Twitter permanently suspended his account after he exposed hypocrisy and fraud this is at song CNN. Oligarchy. A very controversial that conservative group. promoting misinformation. He's just strutting in on the music video. According to Stanford researchers. A coordinated disinformation. Coordinated disinformation. The New York Times for defamation. Project Veritas. You gonna sing? Won a major victory in that case. Come to you and offer you $100 million. 30 seconds. No, tell them to go to hell. I, 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 I just can't believe. Okay, I can't believe my face is on TV. Oligarchy is the first line. Oh, okay. Is the is that the oligarchy? Like the oligarchs got um, you on TV? Yeah, I don't know. And uh, who was the other guy that he was saying? Ben Shapiro? Tim Pool. Oh, yes, I Tim didn't Poole. know Pool Man uh, uh, did that. No either. idea. Yeah, <laughs> no idea. You know, that, that, um, yeah, I don't know. 
there's a song called Genocide. Muse called. They want their song back. Yeah, they they did. Uh, that does sound like Muse. The first one, um, I liked a little better. It reminded me of a band called Negative Land. Oh. And they did a wonderful album um, called Dyspepsy. Uh, and it was all uh, these uh, wacky uh, Pepsi commercial sort of. Uh, tr- uh, so, yeah, te- check out Negative Land. Um, I, th- I think people would like that. Better than James O'Keefe, which to me, it sounded like, you know, those 80s. Which one was the first? The first was James uh, O'Keefe. The first, I, I like that one better. I, I, mm. I enjoyed that one. It reminded me um, of like uh, those polished 80s tunes like from, uh, um, you know, Huey Lewis in the News or, uh, you know, that type of thing. I see. It was, uh, it hurt. It hurt oh. me. Mm. And, well, you know, I mean, so did the Tim Pool one. So. <laughs> You're hurting me! <laughs> yeah. I don't know who would win the Battle of the Bands. I mean, who would be left there to judge? Because everybody would uh, get up and leave. Yeah. <laughs> Except the masochists who are probably in the audience just like, no, mommy, don't do it again. Don't do it again. I'll be a good boy. I'll be a good boy. I promise. No, mommy, don't hit me. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be a good boy. I'll be a good boy. Oh, dear. Yeah. Can you feel that? Oh, my goodness. Well, ah. uh... <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. I had no idea that was even in the Disturbed song. Apparently, I've been listening to uh, like the shortened version of that song. Oh, okay. Yeah, I definitely heard that, that it, part. It had this whole middle section. Of course, I couldn't find the isolated vocals that weren't censored. All the bad words. Yeah, I mean, I could I could see how uh, the radio wouldn't, wouldn't want that. We, they wouldn't want to titillize the listeners. Ah! Yeah, <laughs> especially that. Because get ready to die. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, no, mommy, don't hit me. And when I change, no, mommy, don't do it again. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Mommy, don't hit me. <laughs> <laughs> I think he wins. Oh. Just get the dis- dis- uh, the disturbed guy acapella on stage in between yes. O'Keefe and uh, Tim Pool. Yeah, yeah. Just needs to. He needs to just be peppered in, into <laughs> in there. That's great. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, I have another top ten that uh, I I dropped uh, in your in your DMs there. Oh okay. Uh, um, let's do car- let's do a couple of more voicemails. How about that? Uh, oh. Let's- Wow. Oh, that's so cool. I got yeah, some we work a- to do on it because it's re-triggering something. Um, oh, okay. Uh, but that's all right. I'll uh, I'll do that. I'm going to 
use the booty apparently <laughs> thanks uh let's see who who sent in that boostagram yeah oh uh, it looks like it was from pfeiffer whoa pfeiffer with yeah. eleven thousand one hundred and eleven sats yeah a stick it's uh oh that was the wrong one there it is <laughs> traffic like boost of course the least favorite plants are three-letter federal federal agent plants. Hey-ho. <laughs> Hey-ho. <laughs> oh, you're right about that. Pfeiffer, as you know, does the Sunday morning two-hour folk hour with rusty apples. That's right. And sometimes with dusty apples. Sometimes. I'm going to give him one of these. Jazz hands. And, yeah. Uh, nice. Thank you, Pfeiffer. Oh, yeah. A lot of ones in there. <laughs> Row sticks. Row sticks. Yeah. Uh oh right, voicemails. But thanks, yes, Spencer, voicemails. for your uh your question there. I honestly don't know. I had no idea. I think they're both fucking losers. How about that? <laughs> they both lost. You know who won that battle of the bands? The rubber band. Oh yeah. You know what? Especially the vegetable band. You know when you put like they put um, put a wrap around uh, broccoli. Those are the best oh, ones. Oh yeah. Well, I don't know. I uh, I've long since lost it, but I used to have a picture from a previous cell phone picture collection of a box that was at this uh, shop I worked at, and the label on the box said "caution: metal band under tension." <laughs> like, tell me about it, man. Which metal band isn't under tension? Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah. Oh, oh! I can't spell vegetable, right? <laughs> uh, Freudian slip. I spelled it vegetable. A uh, vegetable. <laughs> the vegetable will respond to you. Yeah, it will respond to this voicemail. Uh, my favorite plant. Yes. Other yes. than Robert Plant. Hey, there you go. Oh is, yes. Um, well, I figure there's some. I I suspect myself. I figure I could just say user root and say you know the holy herb. Yeah. But I think we can go a little deeper than that. I think the avocado tree mm. is my favorite yes. plant. Yes. It's, uh, it produces this thing called avocados. Whoa. Oh, and I love avocados. They're delicious. They are. So, yeah. <clears throat> yes. It's, it's not very... I mean, you know, what kind of favorite plant are you talking about? Like a mystical Nordic tree or uh Yeah. Uh, you know, some beautiful flower, maybe the the rose. Well, I can't yes. say rose though. I'll go avocado. Yeah. yeah, those things are fucking great. Delicious. Really, really good. All right, in the smoker. Yeah. In, in the smoker. How do I know this? Here's my story. Yeah, how do you know that, lavish? Yeah. <laughs> Could be lavash. <laughs> Could well, be. Well, because the avocado is so loved. Of course, they got to. They have to create tension with that, uh, claiming uh, avocado sort shortages and and whatnot. That's bullshit. Mm-hmm. Bullshit. I think California grows the con- most of the country's avocados. We do get some from Mexico, Michoacan, yeah. Mexico, to be specific. Mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, thank you, lavish. Yes, thank you, lavish. Of course, Robert Plant, the Holy Herb, are top two. Yes, for sure. Last voicemail here. So, uh, 
Should have had some hits ready. Ooh, ooh. Uh, yeah. Boom, you're a skeleton. Oh, thanks. Did you know that? That I, uh, I'm a skeleton? Whoa. Stop I didn't even, I didn't even know that. Well. Thank you. <laughs> a long and very emotional voicemail. Probably not that long. So, favorite plant. Yeah. I yes. was thinking okra, but then... Bamboo. You can make a house with it. Yeah. You can eat it. Yeah. You can do fishing poles with it. Look, yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, you can do most of that with hemp, too, because, you know, the seeds contain all 28 proteins that the human body needs, but you can't really fish with it. Oh, fish with it. Interesting. There you go. Uh, that's from Abel Kirby with 888 sat saying, Big boost not going through? Oh my. That that boost went through. It did. It, maybe not. Maybe I wonder why a bigger boost. I, I don't know. We we had Pfeiffer coming in. I'm not sure. It was a pretty big one. Maybe it's your nude. I'm trying to play but the flute. It's difficult. But I like this. I, I like the track. The sound. Oh, I thank you. And that was a bamboo flute. That was the uh, reason I played it there. Oh, okay. Yeah, bamboo. bamboo. Bamboozled. So you can also make flutes out of bamboo. That's cool. Panda bears eat them. Do they play flute with them? I wish. Wouldn't that be cool? I mean, they would be the most popular animal ever if they learned how to play flute with bamboo. Give it time. Evolution. Yeah, probably needs evolution. Yeah, it needs to. It needs more time with like a, you know, social media and. Oh yeah. Well, you just give the panda a bamboo flute and then tell yeah. it. You can check them out. That's how forest science works. Oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly how forest science works. When it's looking all confused at the hardened bamboo flutes. <laughs> yeah, Just exactly. check them out. This is how forest yeah. science works, you dumb panda bear. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then... Then she whipped out a gun and tried to blow me away! <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. So your, your other... Uh, article you sent yes oh right yeah see i was going to talk about these carnivorous oh, car carnivorous plants oh carnivorous plants are so cool especially these pitcher plants pitcher pl yes they are there are some because i was i was reading quite a bit about these things and listening to uh various things on the youtubes mm -hmm. and there are certain um they're not necessarily carnivorous but they, they've evolved like elaborate traps for uh, pollinating insects. So like, like a pitcher plant that doesn't eat the insect that falls into it, it'll, it'll fall down into it, but it has a way to get out. But the only way out is past um, the part of the plant that needs to be pollinated. And so it, it falls in, it gets this pollen on it, then it, walks past the thing and uh rubs the pollen off and that's the only way out like it's 
an elaborate way to uh, <laughs> to become pollinated, but there, of course, there's some purpose to it, whatever that is. Oh. And those fly trap plants are, or, or fly paper plants are pretty neat too because they're all sticky. Then they're like, gotcha. Yeah. And they like roll around the plant. <laughs> well, they are. These cobra lilies I've, I've never seen before. They, they look really cool. They all look and, really cool. Yeah. Yeah, the cobra lily, uh, that's a, isn't that another uh, type of pitcher plant? Yeah, the nectar glands lure potential prey, which is then trapped by the leaves. Yeah, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and the oh, ones that, cool. like the Venus flytrap, an obvious mm-hmm. one, but the the sundew, the round leaf sundew they show, um, they they move. You know, the plants are able to move. Like the Venus yeah. flytrap, I'm sure everybody's seen it, where it closes over the insect and like traps mm-hmm. it in there and then digests it. And then the ones yeah. with the little sticky dew-covered like filaments, they close and wrap around the uh, plant too. And mm-hmm. the way they close is in the seam of the leaf. You know, if you look at a normal leaf, it's got the long vein that runs down the center. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's the same part of the plant that is like the hinge. Oh, uh, Yeah allows these plants to close and the venus flytrap is in, is ingenious it it has these little like hairs or whatever you want to call them that trigger it but if you touch mm-hmm. the hair only once it won't do anything but you touch it twice then it closes oh i see okay so can these plants count <laughs> yeah can they can they but the cool fact that they move cuz we we all think of plants as being stationary but they're not because uh well they're not i sent you those videos of uh yes supposed walking trees that was wild some of them really are uh now like i I guess i should um post these in the in the chat room also let me make sure i mute youtube and find the right one I'm thinking of first. Uh, nope, not that one. Uh, it's the same one. Oh, clicking all the wrong links. Uh, no, that was the explanation to another one. There's a really cool one. Oh, yeah, right up front. The one, the drone footage. Oh, okay. The You know which one I'm talking about where it's over the forest? I posted it yes. in the chat. Yes, yes. And uh, this video repeats, so it's really... It plays the, the one thing twice. Mm-hmm. But if you notice, so I'm going to, I'm going to play it, but it's on mute. So this, the trees, it shows shaking. It starts, it's really this one tree that's in the center of other trees and it's moving back and forth, but it's moving really far. And so it'll move like to the side and, and then to the other side and it just moves all around. But the base of the tree stays stationary. But the whole rest of the tree is moving really far back and forth. Mm-hmm. You could you can tell that if you you know full full size it, and then finally it like goes way over to one side and then stops like it's broken. You can see that it it like fell into another tree. So yeah, that's not a a tree walking. But what would make and this is a full size tree? You can tell from the context of the video. Well, 
what would make a tree move around so violently like that? Is, yeah. Is what I wonder. Mm-hmm. And there's one, now this video, if, if you had listened to it, the guy was saying, oh, like, here's this tree that walked across the street. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's just a broken tree in a, along this, this paved path in a, mm-hmm. like a park or a, you know, a, a wooded park. Yep. Uh, and so if you notice the trees leaning against other ones <clears throat> mm-hmm. and uh, fast forwarding through the video, you can see where it snapped off the, uh, it snapped off at the root, you know, right at ground yeah. level. And then he kind of traces with his camera where you can see like where it looks like skid marks across the road and then uh, stopped where it landed against other trees. And you can see that it cleanly broke right there at the base of the stalk or the trunk. And then, I don't know, two, three feet up, there's a yeah. like a, a bare spot where the bark has been rubbed off. Mm-hmm. And it's obvious that it's fresh because it's so bright and there's no other spots like that on the tree. Just on this one side where all the bark has been rubbed off. Wow. And looking at it, it looks like just the way the, the tree was snapped off uh, at the ground level. And that bare spot was on the side of the tree opposite the road. Mm-hmm. Which, wow. what was that? Oh, wow. Oh. No, I'm just like looking at the... Uh, I, th- I must be at the right <laughs> right timing watching this video. <laughs> and so That's, that that makes me think there was something rubbing against the tree really hard to take all the bark off like that. Mm-hmm. Perhaps a uh, a big strap, multiple straps to pull it, mm-hmm. just like that first video with the drone footage. Oh yeah, yeah. You could have something a, a big strap wrapped around this tree and pull it around in theory with uh with pulleys and, and turnbuckles or or whatever. Now, mm-hmm. what would give you that that instantaneous power to pull a strap one way, pull a strap another way, I don't know. But trees just don't in my experience move like that on their own, you know. That that drone footage is wild, but you can tell that it's just moving back and forth and all around hitting the other yes. trees around it and then it breaks. Mm-hmm. And it's unfortunate they didn't go down and look at the tree or the video I posted and I couldn't find the original had, you know, um, uh, ominous music. I want to hear the drone audio because, you know, it's got a camera, it's got a microphone. And yeah, you would hear the all that shit. But with a tree moving around that violently, you would hear the crashing around of that tree also. Yes. And so I want to hear it. And if there's any uh any any mechanical things out there with it you know maybe the whirring of a an electric engine or something because mm-hmm. with electric engines you can uh you get instantaneous torque with electric motors i should say so you know rather strange yeah rather and then strange. uh this one which is cell phone footage i will uh, also put this in the chat room that this person found um, this one's wilder because, uh, the, you know, the video starts and he's looking across a parking lot near an apartment complex 
Mm-hmm. And you just see this tall, thin tree moving yeah. around back and forth. Yeah. And it's up against other trees where it starts. It comes out and it kind of looks like it's going back in. And then it, it comes out and uh, it moves around for a few minutes. But then as it, it moves around, it comes back out of the group of trees. Yeah. And moves what's... pretty far. It does. It moves pretty far, like 80 to 100 feet away from where it started. And then like starts coming back and then it falls over. Yep. And again, wow. that's another one where it looks like uh is being pulled around by something. The way it the way it moves. Yep. It's like it was uprooted and and um someone was walking around with it. With uh, like by the by the trunk of it. Yeah. Yeah, something's moving it along the the base of the tree. Yes. Yeah. Um, and how how that one uh, tree on the um, on that that uh, paved path, you know how yes. it it snaps so easily right at the base, and then mm-hmm. the tree and the drone footage being moved around violently. It looks like by wind, like there's heavy wind like yeah. blowing straight down on it or something, but yes. its base it is staying like still. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, <clears throat> have you seen? Like looking into crop circles, um, how uh, there's there's the obvious fake ones that are real intricate designs, and some of them look digital. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. And then there's simpler designs where they're usually geometric sa- shapes, but relatively simple ones. Yeah. The uh, in those the the stalks of of the plant have been folded down but not necessarily damaged like some of them the plants are like pressed down real hard with usually a plank of wood that somebody's stepping on and it breaks the stalks Mm -hmm. and other ones the stalks they're just bent but they they exhibit these strange characteristics of what they call the nodes where so it's like these you know just what the name implies a a node of growth Mm mm-hmm where this node will be expanded, sometimes blown out um, on these, quote, like natural uh, or authentic crop circles. Mm-hmm. And, and it's, and that's really strange. And they usually bend right there at the expanded or exploded node or elongated node. And some people think it's from microwave radiation. Yeah. And, uh, well, like, like any microwave radiation is, is just a, a different wavelength of light. You know, mm-hmm. all electromagnetic radiation is light. We just can't see most of it. What if that's going on with these moving trees? A similar mechanism of, of being manipulated through electromagnetic interference, I guess, or, mm-hmm. you know, uh, because the Earth's magnetic field is weakening, it's provable and observable and it's been going on pretty much ever since we've been observing it in the 1800s yeah. and it's mm-hmm. been exponentially getting weaker and weaker as the days and years go by well that's letting in uh radiation as in not not radiation like from a nuclear power plant radiation we're not talking about alpha particles but 
light radiation, like the the way light radiates from a light bulb, that type of radiation. But it's the atmosphere usually blocks high end radiation, like uh, some ultraviolet light and X-rays and gamma rays. But as it gets weakened and it starts developing these anomalies like off the coast of South America, letting in uh, all this cosmic, these cosmic rays. What if somehow that's able to, I don't know, make the magnetic field behave in strange ways? Remember me talking about, this was several shows ago, John Hutchison and what they call the Hutchison effect? Yeah, yeah. Where he was able to move non-ferrous items around his apartment with just various radio frequencies yeah and yeah. make non-ferrous metals merge together like a spoon uh integrate with a block of aluminum uh wood pass through metal like it it melts all that yeah. kind of stuff yeah that was well, pretty wild that's with radio frequencies wow like huh. yeah high yeah. frequency radio frequencies but what if you just need higher frequency uh, radiation to move a larger object like a tree? And as we heard the, that the Suzanne lady talk about, they're all connected in the yep. forest. And when there is a connection like that with anything, <clears throat> where you have the trees and the fungus basically communicating with each other, <clears throat> yep. uh, electrons are being exchanged. Because she was talking about isotopes of carbon mm-hmm. and all that. <clears throat> well, that's uh, they're isotopes because they're missing or have an extra electron. So that's electricity. They they may they have an electrical network. And what if because of that, that's like a that enhances any changes in the localized magnetic field <clears throat> or makes them a target. Not that like something would be targeting them, but it makes it uh, conducive. For this energy to uh, come down from the upper atmosphere and interact with the Earth's electrical field or magnetic field mm-hmm. and make trees look like they're walking around. There's the Hutchison effect, but on trees. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Or. I think that's po- that's possible. Anything's I mean, possible, I mean, especially I mean, nowadays when, well, mm-hmm. you know, when the, the Department of Defense, the Air Force, uh just gives away harp because well that project's done they found the answers to what they wanted and gave it to the university of alaska and told us that they were able to do what they did with harp on the ground now they're able to do it in the upper atmosphere with nano satellites hmm. need to drink some beer mm-hmm. these nano satellites do just what harp did which is manip- manipulate the upper atmosphere yeah. punch holes in it bend it bounce ultra high frequency and ultra low frequency waves off of it and it's long been suspected that they can cause earthquakes with that and where the the ionosphere behaves in really interesting ways where if you hit it with ultra low frequencies in a specific way it will change them and bounce them back as ultra high frequency waves that's a that's some pretty cool interaction going on there and it'll do the opposite you, it'll, you can hit it with ultra-high frequency and it'll bounce back some ultra-low ones. And the yeah. ultra-low ones are what causes earthquakes. Oh, cool. That's interesting. Mm. And, you know, I've always wondered exactly why they were exploding nuclear weapons in the atmosphere. Mm-hmm. 
maybe this is why. This is this is the result of that. Yeah. Because we learned about EMPs, electromagnetic pulses, mm-hmm. from exploding these these nuclear weapons in the upper atmosphere. That's where we found out that the atmosphere will will take that EMP and multiply it because you get like three different stages of a, of a pulse from this EMP. You get the initial one from the detonation mm-hmm. and you get one from the bounce back of the upper atmosphere and one from the ground and the one from the atmosphere mm-hmm. is multiplied and that's the one that causes the most damage to things, to electronics. Yeah. So with those experiments, you know they're going to keep a lot of it a secret. That's, that's the nature of military intelligence. You don't want your enemies knowing what you know. Mm-hmm. That's for sure. And could all be tied into why they took John Hutchison's stuff. Absolutely. They just stole all his stuff. Probably because he figured out a key point they were missing to manipulating non-ferrous materials. Hmm. Like, yeah, oh, we can control uh, iron and steel from a distance. But what about everything else? And then this guy just randomly figured it out because he's curious and uh, a little strange. And they're like, hey, this asshole wants to move uh, to Germany. We can't. Nah. Let's bring him back. Let's steal all his stuff and tell him fuck off. Hmm. And now let's move some trees. And there's yeah. other videos of uh, like the forest floor heaving up and down, but that one's not caused by anything like that where these trees have shallow roots. And they're all connected, as we heard uh, from Miss mm-hmm. uh, Suzanne there. And because because of that, because the, the the roots form like a net, along with the grass roots, uh, it makes the ground able to flex or look like it's flexing. And so when the wind was blowing these trees around, the their roots flex and the ground on top of it flexes. But it's just a thin layer of dirt and mostly roots, and small grass roots at that. And that's testament to how uh, sturdy grassroots are, uh, is the fact that they can flex like that. Just like that other video I shared with you of uh, mm-hmm. the uh, the lawn bubble, as they call it. I prefer ground pimple. <laughs> yeah, I like ground pimple. That's that <laughs> seemed to be what the lawn lawn pimple. That's exactly what that was, um, and. Well, that was okay. pretty wild. Yeah, and it's I've never seen. You know what it looked like? It looked like um uh a waterbed. Yeah, it did. It reminded me of those videos where they pop pimples. Yeah. <laughs> Cuz at the end he pops the ground pimple. He does. Yeah. Yeah. It's very satisfying cuz he's just like stabbing it and if I could make gifts the very first of the video where he's like I'm going to relieve some pressure and he's just like poke 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 on the same spot just that on repeat of just like a reply to anybody that's doing something pointless look at this (laughs) you're just poking the ground there yeah (laughs) it was satisfying to watch and then it finally uh, finally uh, gets gets at it and uh, that's what you call an old fashioned mud puddle yeah that's exactly what it ended up being it's pretty cool yeah he finally breaks that ground pimple open and again, that's a testament to how strong grassroots are. The fact that they stay together, keep a thin layer of dirt, and trap all that rainwater underneath them. I thought what was interesting was when he was standing on top of the um, the mound, uh, and and as as uh, he stabbed the 
that same part of this lawn pimple as we're talking about um the water like he's definitely getting a soaker in his feet for sure oh yeah yeah i mean they're not impermeable or whatever but no yeah so you can see the water soaking through yeah yeah there's a lot of it oh for sure yeah i uh since we're talking about these walking trees which it was just one of those things that just popped up thanks to the youtube algo i go well this is interesting i've never heard of walking trees talking trees i've heard about Urarum. heard about that but mm-hmm. you know the ints the shepherds of the forest you could say uh but walking that's kind of crazy especially that yeah. one the cell phone one where he's, they're looking across the parking lot seeing that thing yeah but if it was walking it would have stayed stationary and not falling over not have fallen over no because why would that tree kill itself yeah, walk away and then just break fall itself off, off like from that. its root. Yeah, like, didn't even bring its tap root along with it. No, it mm-hmm. killed itself. If it was the tree that chose to walk away like that, same with the one from the drone footage. It snapped its trunk and killed itself. If it was indeed the tree doing the moving, so it's all that strange. Yeah. If you're if you're of the mindset that the trees are conscious and aware and want to walk around and move uh, which i do think they're conscious and aware on some level especially after what that lady was saying with the uh them giving more nutrients to the trees that are related to them yes and like letting them share root space and that sort of thing so they're they're aware of a genetic similarity between itself and another tree it's communicating with mm-hmm. uh, of course it's basic communication but yeah what besides wind i don't think it's wind you know unless it's, we just need to redefine what wind is yeah <laughs> but yeah this i have this uh this spooky story there's a guy on youtube his channel's called after life goes on i haven't checked out mm-hmm. anything else but he mm-hmm. was talking about uh killer trees it started off with uh, talking about native americans having legends of trees that could walk around and eat you and uh, then he read uh, an excerpt from, a, I think it was a magazine called okay. uh, The Walking Trees and Other Scary Stories. It's from a publication called uh, American Storytelling. And so let's just listen. This guy's voice, very annoying, but interesting story. Okay. My best friend and I hunt every year in the same spot on my uncle's farm in Fincastle, Virginia. There was no access road. We had to drive through his cow fields to reach that side of the forest. And I'll pause it at any time, it's a little long. Okay. Because it was private land, we had several acres to ourselves. The hunting trip ended up being a dud. The forest had been eerily empty of any life. No deer, raccoons, or even squirrels had been sighted all day. Squirrels? And it even seemed as if all the birds had taken flight to anywhere but here. The sun was just setting when we called it a day. Walking out of the forest, we headed across the field, a 10-minute walk. I was only a few feet away from my truck when a fragrance in the air immediately drew 100% of my attention. Can't describe what it smelled like, only how my body reacted to it. It was such an intoxicating scent 
that it caused my toes to curl in pleasure. Whoa. I'm embarrassed to say I was a little turned on by it. What? There was a deep longing in it, too. I wanted to be with that scent more than anything else in the world. Oh, there. It was all I could think of. The next thing I remembered was hearing a loud boom so close to my ear, it left my head ringing. Feeling as if I was just woken up from a deep sleep, I found myself walking away from my truck and out back into the open field. Why are we going the opposite way? As I pick up my rifle off the ground, I realize it had gone off. It was a bullet that had whizzed by my ear. That was close. I had just digested this shocking information when a different smell hit my nose. It was the stench of rotten vegetation mixed in with rotten meat. Almost caused me to lose my lunch. The most awful smell and overpowering. Trying to find a source, I scanned the area. In the direction I had been heading, out in the field was what I thought to be tall farm machinery at first. Using my binoculars to focus in on it, I saw it was a large grayish black tree. The rotten smell seemed to be emanating from it. An irrational urge to flee from my life hit me. Had to squash it down because I see Carol was still walking towards it. Deep down in my bones, I knew this was bad, real bad. Sucking it up, I run up to her and try to get her to turn around, but it was like she was in a trance, totally unaware I was there. I had to slap her twice hard across the face to get ah. her to snap out of it. We both just took off running as fast as our legs could carry us back to my truck. When we got in, I looked and the tree was gone. That sent us into a full frenzy. You know in the movies, when you see people dropping their keys because they are panicking too much? Well, it's true. I actually dropped my keys twice trying to get them into the ignition. And it didn't help with Carol screaming at me to get us the hell out of there. And boy did I. Back at the house, we went over the experience. Carol said it felt as if the scent was floating her on air towards it. Feeling so light and free, she couldn't resist. The next thing she remembers is me slapping her. Uh. When she saw the tree in the distance and got a whiff of the rotten smell, said she didn't know why but knew her life was in danger and just ran. We believed the smell was some sort of hypnotic lure. It put us in a trance to get us to come to it. Looks like my rifle has slipped from my hands, but not before my finger accidentally pulled the trigger. It discharging and almost taking my head off is what saved our lives. We shudder thinking what could have happened to us otherwise. What kind of predator is able to hypnotize with scent? We both agree, no matter how silly it sounds, it looked like a tree. We shared with my uncle, and he told us there was folklore about a devil that lives among the trees. Over the years, he has lost cows, last seen grazing in the fields close to the woods, never to be found. Now, he tells us. Yeah. Wow. So a tree gave off a scent to, like, lure them to it. Mm hmm To do what? Eat them? Yeah. It's... Hmm. Then he slapped his girlfriend. <laughs> twice. Probably twice. You know, first is an accident, second time. I don't know if that's so much of an accident. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, that's great. 
But I just thought that was interesting with the the pheromone thing. Yeah. Because as uh, as uh, Suzanne had said in her TED talk, there I don't think I clipped it though. They <clears throat> they give off defense warnings also, mm-hmm. and lots of plants do that in the form of uh, pheromones scents, yep. like. A flower, the reason we like the way flowers smell, uh, that's because they're giving off a scent like, help, help, I've been extremely damaged, like some asshole cut my stalk and I'm dying. Yeah, yeah. And we smell that, we're like, that smells nice. I love the smell <laughs> of extreme fear. Uh, I have noticed that I don't like the smell of flowers, maybe the ones that yeah, have been don't. cut that uh, I don't, don't like. like. The, uh, the smell of fear. Maybe that's what it is. I I can I can smell the trauma from these flowers. Yeah, yeah. Oh, there you go. Some plants scream. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've heard that a tool song. Isn't it yeah. disgustipated? Is that the one? Yes. Uh, disgu- yes. Disgust. The, the, the cries of the carrots. Yeah. Today is harvest day. Let the rabbits wear glasses. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Who knows though? I mean, nature does some weird stuff. Yep. It does. And maybe it's not a Department of Defense manipulation, but a natural occurrence with a weakened magnetic field, the sun doing wonky things, the uh, galactic core sending out its its electromagnetic waves that ripple in sheets and gather up cosmic dust and dump it into the sun, making the sun do weird shit. Like, who knows? Who knows? I do knows that I counted the change during the show. Oh, you did? Okay. Yeah. And, this, uh, uh, I, I would say this is a hog story exclusive. Uh, yes, and I'm just looking up um, a little info here. The average cost of a gallon of gas. Okay, all right. I just want to see on average, because I got on average the cost of a case of beer. Ah, uh, yes, yes, because those were the two guesses uh, yeah. that were that were non numbers. And since I'm in Texas, I'm going to go with Texas gas prices. I, I did uh, write uh, write down uh, or type out all of the guesses. So we had $11.72, $3.47, half a case of beer, two gallons of gas, $7 even, mm-hmm. not a jar, not a change jar, screws, prove it. <laughs> And wouldn't you like to know? Yes, that was the the first correct answer there. Yeah, it was the first correct answer. Yeah. So I've got it in sections here. I had one one Kennedy half dollar. So that's oh. fifty cents right there. Oh, fifty cents. Okay. Uh, twelve dollars and twenty five cents in quarters. A dollar sixty in dimes. No, no, that would be more than that in dimes. That would be uh, $16. Okay, so $16 in dimes? Yes. Okay, and then you said uh, $12 in what cents? In 12 dollars 25 $12.25, okay. Oh, no, I was right. No, I'm I'm dumb. I'm really dumb. That was $1.60 in, in dimes. Excuse me. Miscounting. Thinking I, had, okay. thinking I had miscounted. So, no, okay. I was right. Then twelve dollars and twenty five cents in quarters. Okay. And a dollar ninety in nickels, seventy seven cents in pennies. Seven seventy cents in 
$7.77. 77 cents in pennies. Ah, uh, okay. All right. So, a 50 cent piece, 12.25 in quarters, a dollar 60 in dimes, a dollar 90 in nickels, 77 cents in pennies at $17.02. So, Vox is pretty close with uh the average cost of a case of beer being $20.07. Mm-hmm. And so about half of that, you could say, would be $10.03. Plus, the average cost of a gallon of gas in Texas is two eighty-eight, which would be five seventy-six, And so that's uh, fifteen seventy-nine mm, okay. for those two. So you could do that. Someone else at $7. They were under. Vox got pretty close with her guess. Yeah. Yep. I'd say so. Nice. So, yeah. Cool. Uh, did I calculate this right? This was under uh, $24? What? Uh, the change you have. $17.02. Uh, $17.02. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah, who knew? Who knew? I mean... Glad we found out. I did want to know, so Net Ned was right there. He was right. Yes, he did. he was right about that. And if any of you have seen any talking trees, like, let us know. Yeah, let us know. Exactly. You got anything else? Uh, I do not. No. No? No, I, I do have a question for, for next week, though. Or do Good. You want, do you want yes, to know I'm about glad that you one? remembered. Yes, thank you. Um, uh, let me see if... Uh, hold on. Um, oh, jeez. Oh, uh, show me. Um, uh, I'll give you this. Ooh, what a funky lady! Yeah. Um, yeah, It's uh, it was a good question. Um, it was just, uh, gotta sign, just bear with me. Oh no, it's fine. If you are out in the forest to try and find walking trees, you need, uh, you need another skill set too. And we have to be really good at running from bears. You know, you really got to run from bears because they just are not having it. They're out there. They're not having it. They're bears. Well, um. Um, I, I have, baby, maybe you're wrong, but you know it's all right. That's right. That's right. Um, okay. So, uh, my, my question, or our our question, I should say uh, next week, what is in the basement? Oh, oh shit. Yeah. I think that's what I want to know. Because the calls are coming from inside the house. That's right. But I want to know what is in the basement. I think it's this. Here it comes, get ready to die! Oh, jeez. Yeah. Not ready. Okay, well, that that was that was it for me. What is in the basement? That's a good question. I yeah. want to know. I want to know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, leave us a voicemail, 430-201-4841. And then we're going to come back to you uh, on Monday. Um, Monday. Um, for episode three... 29 I'm feeling fine I'll be feeling fine uh, and if you uh, got any value from the show you can give value back and go to hogstory.com slash donate uh, you can boost us uh, by using a uh, podcasting 2.0 compliant app uh, go to uh, nudepodcastapps.com and get yourself one of those um and uh, thank you, everybody, for producing this show. Your boostograms, uh, your PayPal's, uh, your participation, your voicemails. Uh, we really appreciate it. Um, 
and that's it. I have been Carolyn. Oh, you have. And uh, yeah, uh, just thanks for the boostograms. Uh, thanks for, uh, you know, uh, giving me some enjoyment with um, hearing that I successfully hooked up the pocket operator to uh, all the rest of my gear. It'll be fun to it's do it cool. more in the future, too. Uh, it's too cool for school. You gave me value. You gave me uh, entertainment. I appreciate that, everybody. And hanging out in the chat room, uh, participating that way. And uh, people listening in live, uh, send us your voicemails. Tell us what's in the basement. And uh, as Carolyn said, you get value back. I mean, you get value from the show, so give some back. Uh, what's this show worth to you? Decide for yourself. Every every bit helps, and um, as a result, you you will see us grow and become better and better, and give you uh, more and more entertainment. And that's what it's all. I've about. decided to dress horrier for for you. If I gotta, I gotta, <laughs> and I will dress horrier <laughs> for all of you. <laughs> it might hurt. You know, those, those underwires, when they stab into you right there, right in front of your armpit, sensitive over there. It is. And, and I mean, Ooh, he was a lady. but I've also been Fletcher and you've been in the smoker with us. Thank you so much. And watch out for those walking trees. And if you Thank smell you, everybody. Any, uh, smell anything enticing in the forest, beware and have somebody with you. I will slap you twice. I hope that doesn't happen, though. And until next Monday. Adios, mofos. Adios. Jack attack. Thank you, everybody. Listen up. Listen up. Some of the higher vibrations are love, joy, appreciation, this is and excitement. Hog special uh, yes, it is. Uh, back to the actual song, though. How about that? My bad. I was so into it. And then that just threw it off. I'm sorry. This is the juice. I better get out of here, shouldn't I? Yeah. 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 Adios, mofos.